1: Sorry about that. Yeah, it was okay, it was you, huh? It was uh it was Eric the Tech. Uh welcome ladies and gentlemen to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. I couldn't hear. Uh, okay. Who who's that who's on the on uh um when was she on uh, who was that singer in uh Times Square? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. I can't no. hear. turn the monitor on. I can't hear Aye, 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 aye. I couldn't I thought I went deaf there for a moment. Uh, welcome folks to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Glad to have you with us, really. Um it's always something, right? His wheel bearings, yes, right? And, and he laughs, right? But, uh, so we're taking up a, uh, we're taking up a fun, a fun for, um Eric the Tech's wheel bearings. How much did you say they were? A lot, that's all. He said, yeah, they're a lot. <laughs> four four hundred thousand dollars for his wheel bearings. Of course it's on a learjet, right? No, I I'm I'm joking. I we're joking here. Of course I want to welcome everyone to a little levity never hurts, right? I want to welcome everyone to this edition of the Hagman Hagman Report. Watch for a video coming out here on our channel. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. But watch for a video coming out. Uh we have a very special interview. You ready? Listen to this. Uh we have a very very special interview with John Whitehead the head of the Rutherford Institute, author of The Government of Wolves and um, Battlefield America. My goodness. Uh, in our interview, the information that's contained in that interview. I'll, I'll just say this. Did you know that every household in America, it, there's a threat assessment being made on every household in America? Color-coded threat, threat assessment, no less. For example, um, you might be Green, yellow, red, um, and it's based on a, a number of metrics computer
2: metrics did you know that I didn't know that I mean I, I when you say I, that it makes me think of uh, the red stickers m- on the mailbox and uh, some of the new census stuff where they go around ask and have a lot of questions Instead of asking uh, how many people are in your house they ask do you have guns and this and that well so it's part of it but
1: uh it's not something on your mailbox or on the street curb or anything like that. It's, it's kept in, in a computer database that, that um every household is, is, there's a threat assessment of every house. And you're gonna have to listen to the interview. Um, folks, you're gonna have to listen to the interview and it's going to be, it's actually, it will be up shortly. It's sometime during the show today. It'll be up. So uh, and go ahead and, and if you, if you like what you see, so Send an email to, uh, John Rutherford, or the Rutherford, or John Rutherford, or John Whitehead at the Rutherford Institute. Just let him know you saw it on Hagman Hagman. You appreciate it. Or follow him on social networking as well. Let him know you saw, saw it. Because, uh, that, that incredible interview. You know, I want to thank John Robertson for taking care of that. And I do want to thank Mr. Uh, John Whitehead as well. We had a, a little snafu with timing today. It just seemed like, uh, uh, it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a problem. But, uh, they so graciously accommodated our timing issue by about 20 minutes, but nonetheless, it was fun. Uh, we have a great program for you lined up tonight, of course. Second hour coming is internet sensation Lisa Haven, and third hour, of course, is Pastor David Langford, and uh so at the first hour, Joe and I are going to have a little conference here. You're welcome to join us. You're welcome to sit in on this discussion that Joe and I are going to have. You don't have to, but you're welcome to, and we, look, we know there's a lot of... Uh, just to be clear, we know that there's a lot of news about the, the election, and we know that there's a lot of news about uh, the inauguration, the transfer of power. We get that. We're going to be covering that Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., covering the inauguration itself, and, and I'll probably come out with a video tomorrow. There is a video from yesterday I did. Feel free to watch it. It's about threat assessment. It's uh, make the uh, Marxist moon bets in a threat assessment. All right, and go ahead and watch that. Um, they're throttling the numbers on YouTube, both live and on
2: YouTube, as well as our yeah, all are. the numbers across the board. If you look Much at the stars, though, there's a number of other right. I've been looking at certain videos and checking the view counts, and it's happening to quite a few people. And I'm not checking lot, large amounts in, of different accounts. I'm only checking a few uh, important videos that I've seen in the last week or few days. And uh, just an example, there was one with about. 17,000 on it as of this morning. It went back to 3,000. Yeah, Just I watched ours
1: I watched ours go from, uh, seriously, 11,000 to 6,000. It was through, in, in a mouse click. I, I don't yeah, know how that happens. happens. So, hey, and the 6 and change, and 11 and change. Finally got my email working again. <laughs> I've been having computer problems all day. And I'm glad. I'm glad you did because we, that's the way we communicate a lot by email. But we're going to have a discussion, uh, about a topic that's, that's important. I think that has not been getting a lot of play of late and, uh, it's kind of fallen through the cracks. We need to bring this back up and we need to really press forward with it. And we are going to be having some guests that are going to be talking about the internal workings a little bit, uh, a little bit more about this. But, uh, you know, how many people remember, of course, of course, how many people, uh, have been following Pizzagate and thinking that it's, uh, you know, gee whiz, it must be a fake story or must have nothing there to it. Well, we need to be talking about this because the players that are involved in this if you take a if you took a, a template of the players that, or the people that are involved in PizzaGate, I don't want to call them players; they're they're uh, perverted uh, individuals. But if you take a template uh and, and write their names down, and you take another template and write the names down of the power players of let's say some some involved in the Clinton Foundation, and then the denizens of of the District of Columbia, you do the same thing there. You'll see so much overlap. And, uh, it's really important that we understand what's going on. And did you know, and, and I was talking to John Robertson. I'm not going to speak out of school here, give away. I'm not going to give away things, but you know, Joe, um and, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, okay, we're going to start our conference here, uh, basically we're, we're at the conference table in the in our office. I and mean, we should do, a, actually we should do a, a show from our conference table in our office and just show how we, kind of set up things for the show, but um, I was talking to John Robertson, and one of the guests that are coming on is very familiar with uh, Planned Parenthood, and you might think this is a wives' tale, you might think that this is all BS, and if you do, there's nothing I can, there's really nothing I can say to change that. Um, There are some, not all, but some locations of Planned Parenthood where uh, John, if I'm about ready to say something, if you're, if you're in the chat room, you tell me if I shouldn't say this.
2: <laughs> Can't okay. ask, you probably
1: shouldn't. are <laughs> on the side of caution. Um, no, I, I think I'm okay. Hang on a minute here. I would, cause I know we're on a, a 30 second delay across the board. In fact, so John, here's the deal. I, I know you're in there. Or you should be. Uh, I would think. Uh, if, what I'm about to say about Planned Parenthood, you know what the guest is coming up? Let me know. Give me a thumbs up. So Joe, just hang, just watch that.
2: Uh, I'm not. Uh,
1: a, oh, you're not. No. All right. Tech Eric, can you watch that? All right, all right. Don't say anything. All right. Anyway, uh, I, I do want to remind people though. Portions this broadcast brought to you by Casper Mattress. Let me tell you something. I had a great sleep last night, and you know why? casper mattress Uh, let me tell you casper is a sleep brand that's uh that created one of the perfect mattresses ever the most perfect mattress ever and i it's they sell it directly to us you and i it eliminates the commission driven inflated prices it's an award-winning sleep surface and i can attest to that and lady can too why because they make doggy beds too oh it's fabulous folks i'm going to be telling you more about casper mattresses but uh uh, right now, if you go to caspermattress.com slash CFP radio, that's caspermattress.com slash CFP radio, and enter the promo code CFP radio in, you'll get, uh, $50 off toward a, your mattress purchase. And, and let me tell you, you could do, spend some time on the, on the website and check them out. It's a fabulous, fabulous deal. Uh, and it's a fabulous mattress. And you'll get a fabulous, fabulous night's sleep. Alright, so, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, Um okay, so, we we have a guest coming up but I'll just say this and then, not, then we can go to our conference a guest coming up that with respect to planned parenthood uh was there present about and there's actually satanic um uh, can I even say this uh the, the abortions
2: were used in satanic rituals that's not new information. That's I mean, not new information but it can be alarming to people who may not have heard heard it before but in reality uh, if you look at things from a biblical perspective that's exactly how abortions were set up and legalized in the first place for those purposes behind the scenes under the cover right. of women's reproductive health rights and uh, you know, your body your choice
1: but, but, and the thing is too, and, and the women look. The 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 people that go in for the abortions, they don't know it. Ninety percent of the staff there, they don't know what's going on. So it, it's it, it, you're not going to see, you're not going to understand. People are going to say, oh, that that's BS. I was there, you know. They might have a staff of fifty or hundred people working at a, a specific location. Now this is alleged. Just to be clear,
2: alleged. But make of it what you will. So, yeah, okay. Let's go this ahead. morning I started following a story that was about, uh, that was pretty interesting. Yep. Um, Ben Swan, he was a, he's been a guest on our show in the past. Yes, he has. Uh, he is, um, a, a news anchor. He was recently at CNN, uh, or not CNN, I'm sorry, CBS, uh, in Atlanta. Okay. That's where he is now. He, in his past, he worked for a local Cincinnati TV station as right. well as El Paso, Texas. He does reality check. Right. That was the original, um, Headline that he uh, started with, and and he's in CBS uh, 46 out of Atlanta right right now. There's a video on YouTube, and um, you can easily find it. Um, ben Swan on Pizzagate. I guess you can search and start there. You'll find it. It will pop up as it's all over. It's been all over Twitter and YouTube now. He, he Ben Swan did a five minute piece, and um, which is the first I've seen from a, a local. Mainstream media affiliate Or any for that matter Which Is a fantastic job Of summarizing The investigation For people who might not Be familiar with What Pizzagate really was Or were under a misconception Due to the massive amounts Of mainstream media Pollution of of the information Pollution It's it's about a five and a half minute video And Um We we weren't going to play it Um due to copyright concerns, but I would urge everybody to watch it when they get a chance.
1: Right, and it's Ben Swan, Reality Check, about Pizzagate.
2: And it's not new information. Not at all. It is just packaged in a way that... It's probably um, one of the better summaries, five-minute summaries, of what's going on uh, and what has happened with the investigation. And... Although he does uh, make the uh, concession that there was no, in the WikiLeaks emails, there was no direct reference to pedophilia or a child sex trafficking ring, he points out the many inconsistencies and uh, problem areas in the investigation from the Jimmy Common Instagram page to uh, the lack of uh, federal or local law enforcement investigations and talks about the, some of the content that they couldn't even show on TV, is what they said. But what's interesting about this now, because it's it's been almost uh, 24 hours or 21 hours since this aired in Atlanta, it's been completely taken off the CBS 46 local Atlanta uh, affiliate website, and um, YouTube is trying to shut down some of the videos that have been uh, copied and opened by other people, linking back to his video. Right. And you saw the video. Today. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I saw, I watched it. I know it's not, it's
1: not new. I mean, it's, it's been but what out there you you for a while. It? Well, I, I think it, it I, I think all he did, at least from my perspective, was just to verify that there is some there, there. Okay. Many people don't believe, first of all, well, let's just go right to the, go right to the beginning. What is Pizzagate? Well, Pizzagate is a series of allegations or an allegation of pedophilia among many of the rich and powerful, not just in Washington, but throughout the West and all across the world. And it's derived its name, pizza, obviously a reference to um, child uh, trafficking. Now, of course, um, and let us be clear when we say this, there is no direct evidence of any child trafficking you're not going to find any direct evidence none whatsoever you're not going to find any admissions you're not going to find so all of this is at this point we'll just say speculation in, in circum-
2: very in strong circ- circumstantial evidence. Right,
1: and and I had mentioned once before. I truly believe that the hardest evidence to manufacture is, in fact, circumstantial evidence. You can't really manufacture circumstances. You can't get, you can't have that much control over circumstances. And if you think about it, if you watch crime dramas, or if you ever watch crime dramas or movies, uh, there's different types of evidence. There's physical evidence and such, but. Um, there's direct evidence and indirect evidence, and there are various classifications of evidence. But circumstantial evidence is the hardest type to manufacture, and uh, I just want to point that out. But this all began with the release of John Podesta's emails on October third, twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, and it began the uh, through WikiLeaks, and a number of people among the Reddit and Four Chan. Communities, various forums began noticing a pattern. And the pattern was the use of certain terms that include pizza, hot dogs, ice cream, and, and just the whole...
2: Yeah, there was a, um, a code language... Like is a matrix, it, yeah. and yeah. Metric of, of code, of terms. When you, and, and this is important because people will say, well, where the, the the code breaker come from, or how do you know what words mean what? Uh, I think that's that is important, but take a step back and look at the emails and look at the content of the emails. They'll make sense. You can't take I? them at face value because they absolutely make no sense. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And when you you can even I don't want to say invent your own code, but you could play around with words and, and change them in and out to see what works. But there's something, some coded message, whether it's as nefarious as we think, which I believe it is, or it, it's as some people uh, will argue that it is. You know, political slang. Uh, you know, to send messages to other people in, in your political sphere of influence without giving away exactly what you're saying or doing. So there's there is room for um, speculation, and nothing definitive has been given out as far as you know, like the FBI symbols of child pedophilia. Those are verifiable. Yep. The FBI issued the, the bulletin long before you know this any of this Pizzagate stuff was. Um, in the news at least with these current group of people and to be clear
1: Russ Dizdar who we work with and I work with uh
2: here recently
1: on uh, satanic ritual abuse cases uh, recognized immediately the symbols involved and said look there's a problem here this is Russ Dizdar many of you know him and, and think a lot of him as I do and uh and, and in fact, reading my book Stained by Blood, this is well, this was written before, way long before Pizzagate came out. Uh, it was actually published in t- my book twenty it was published in 2015, talking about an investigation I did in 1987. And the elements that are contained in my book, Stained by Blood, uh, looking back on the things that I found back then, and I observed. Um, now I understand a lot more. And when I started working with Russ Dizdar, Russ is the one that alerted me. He said, look, you, you, do you realize what you, you stumbled upon? And, and I didn't. I do now, but I didn't then. And, of course, uh, so that's kind of a shameless plug for my book, Stained by Blood. You can go to Amazon and order that in paperback or on the Kindle, or you can go to stainedbyblood.com, and I'll send you a uh, signed copy if you'd like. But, the, 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 again, shameless plug for my book. But, okay, back to Pizzagate. So, you're right, right? The, the symbols match. The context of the, the, the terms on the emails don't really make a lot of sense. We have listed separately, and we don't have time to go over this tonight, all of the emails that uh, contain these references. Now, why is this important today when everything else is kind of breaking loose around us is because all of this we believe, and, and Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but do we not suspect that this spirit cooking, the satan- satanic ritual abuse
2: is really what they believe gives them the power to operate, uh, the uh, satanic the, power? That and the, um <clears throat> the other rituals, whether it be, um the, the, as Paul McGuire puts it, the sex magic rituals
1: mm-hmm.
2: or, uh, you know the the bloodletting and killing uh, and and drinking blood so yes i mean all of it all the rituals that they do whether it's spirit cooking or whether it is you know um, just murdering people for ritualistic purposes it, it does afford them some type of protective power of evil not that anybody would want that but it seems to work
1: i i i yeah i i agree and it's even even to some extent where people are Uh, and this overlaps in the Planned Parenthood where, or just the unauthorized use of, of younger people's blood and other things. Uh, They feel that they, by, by ingesting or by injecting, uh, young infant blood, they can regain youth and defy death. And it's just, it's really crazy. But don't forget, it's not what you believe. It's what they believe. They're operating from their own belief system. As opposed to yours. And so someone asked, uh, just now about, well, give us an example
2: of an email that wouldn't make sense. Well, here's one right here. Well, there's a, a few, there's a lot that don't make sense, but then there's a, a few that stick out. And I'm going to go from memory here. There's one in particular that talks about, um, coming to a, a party. Yeah. And that there's going to be entertainment in the pool. And they list three names of, of girls and then they list the ages 11, 9, and 7. Right. And they say, uh, you know, they will definitely be in the pool for your for entertainment. Your entertainment. Um, well, that's one that was, that was like the one of the most blatant geez, emails. To me Yeah, that, that to me was most obvious. But what do you think
1: about this one? Uh, this is actually a PS in one of the emails. Do you think I'll do better playing dominoes on cheese than on pasta? Okay, so if you, uh, seriously, who did the,
2: the... And there's a lot of that. Does that sense? Right. Right, there are. There are. There's so, another one about a, a handkerchief with a map on it that somebody left behind. Do you want me to know that possessed map to left it? Behind. yeah um, so when you when you when you read the emails just as they are, they almost sound like uh people were drunk or you know not making sense when they when they wrote them at least when we first went through them right. before the stuff broke, you know you would look at this stuff and there's weird references to different types of spaghetti sauce and walnut sauce and hot dogs and it's very weird. I mean, it's, well, it's too yeah. weird to be a coincidence of, of people messing up. There's too many of them that don't make sense. And those words, uh, pizza, uh, that re- refer to food specifically, um, seem to be the words that create the confusion in the sentences in a lot of those emails. Yeah, and as you've gone and we've gone
1: through, and we're, we're preparing a full report on this, but as we've gone through this, we've seen just tremendous um things that point to uh some very troubling uh, uh, pe- troubling activities regarding people inside the beltway and outside the beltway but um, former and current people in power and even people that are assumed to stay in power as well but one of the things too Joe, that uh I think it's important to mention is uh the Elephantis and then the Comet Ping Pong Pizza Shop. What does that have to do with anything? Well, Elephantus is the, was the former boyfriend, lover, friend, whatever, of David Brock, Media Matters for America. He was the owner of Comet, or is the owner of Comet Ping Pong, and, and, uh, that was mentioned dozens of times in the emails. And, and, and as you say, uh, Ben Swan goes through
2: that, right? Uh, he talks about that. hmm Alright, so. Uh, and no. He goes so far to talk about the Instagram, right? Or, the, he mentions the Instagram, he mentions the account, he mentions the progression of what happened uh, yeah. from the, you know, becoming known to the public, then being made private. Then he talks about the content of the pictures in a way that would make I would hope make anybody curious who who hadn't went and searched for the images themselves because they're not graphic or. um the the images are of innuendos, uh, from what the, a T-shirt says to just different things. But they say that they would not show that on air, which is kind of not disappointing. But you'd think that they'd be able to to show a few of those because they're not as disturbing as they made them sound, unless you have the whole backstory. And and um, you know, I just found uh Let me. What what date was that uh, Ben Swan?
1: Because I, that wasn't that was not recent. That that I don't think that was back a couple of months ago. That was no. the
2: end of. Uh, well, no. Let me see. Let me check.
1: Yeah, I mean I got it right here, but I just don't see the uh, see the date on it.
2: Well, it, from what I understand, <laughs>
1: it aired last night in Atlanta. Right no, I. Oh, okay. Well, I don't think so. I think this aired be well before Christmas. Okay. But. Uh, I, I could be I could be
2: incorrect. Well, it's on his YouTube channel from four hours ago. All right. All right. On his YouTube channel. On his YouTube channel from four hours ago. Okay. Five minutes and forty nine seconds long.
1: All right. And that's the same one that you watched because the other one I think was six minutes and some odd seconds.
2: That was from um, a different. So. Let me let me check. I got the original right. right here. So, folks, what you're listening to really is just our discussion of earlier. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I, think just, it, I think it was. I, it made its way to my computer today.
1: And again, this is important because the again, what's behind this, these activities? Same time. Okay. All right. What's behind these activities? It represents just the depravity that, that that goes beyond description. But also, the fact that no law enforcement agency has done anything to investigate this. Is telling as well because even and I've seen law enforcement agencies open investigations and detectives open investigations um, on, on much less. So that's important to me. I believe that that and it's telling that no law enforcement agencies have touched this yet. Now. Are they waiting for a change in power? perhaps are they waiting for a change in the Department of Justice? perhaps I doubt it. but this could and I doubt it too because this should be done at least started on a local law enforcement level. Folks are listening to the Hagman Hagman report Doug Hagman Joe Hagman together with America's premier father Southern investigative reporting team. I want to thank each and everyone for for joining us and please accept our humble thanks for uh, for everything you do for us, your prayers, your, your financial support, your support of our sponsors. We really appreciate all of that. We're going to be right back with one more segment, segment, and then Lisa Haven, Internet Sensation. We'll be right back. This edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Thank you so much for your belief and trust in us. Don't forget, and I want to mention this because if you go to TrueLegendsTheSeries.com, dot com, Steve Quayle uh, and Tim Alberino, their expedition VIP expedition to Cusco, they've only got about five, maybe four slots left. Uh, the trip is in June. This is a conference in uh, a VIP conference and expedition to Cusco, Peru where the speakers are going to be Steve Quayle, Tim Alberino, L.A. Marzulli. This is going to be um, a very important, ex- an eye-opening expedition uh, for those. When I say expedition, you're not going to be climbing mountains or anything like that, but you're going to be taken to, to various locations, and it's going to be an extremely important and informative um, backdrop to the the entire book of Genesis, I suppose, Genesis 6 Giants, in the, uh, the, 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 verifiable evidence you'll be able to see, uh, it's really a trip of a lifetime in my view. If you go to truelegendstheseries.com, you can look down and you can check to see the, uh, uh, the arrangements and just go ahead and register because you've, I think you've only got until Friday to register. So I'm really kind of, uh, urging anyone who could be interested thinking about going to do so. Please do so. That's truelegendstheseries.com. And registering for the Cusco Peru trip. If, uh, man, I'll tell you, like I said yesterday, if a scheduling was different, if we could get out of certain things that we've got, we're locked into up here, I'd be, I'd be on a, I'd be with, going right with them. And I know, uh, I know a lot of people here would as well. Uh, so please, even if, I mean, go to truelegendsofseries.com and, and, and check out the VIP expedition or VIP, uh, uh, Cusco trip well worth your time and well worth the uh, inquiry but register because I think Friday is going to be the last day Um, Casper mattress I I talked earlier about this and Casper is a sleep brand that has created really the more just the, the perfect mattress in my view. It's sold directly due to consumers. You don't have to uh, go into a showroom. It's an award-winning sleep surface that has those that developed in-house. It's got a sleep design. It's delivered in a small. How in the world did they do that size box? And in addition to the mattress, Casper, uh, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and a just beautiful. Soft, breathable sheets. These are the best sheets I've ever slept with. Uh, this, the mattress, in, mattress industry has forced consumers into paying really high markups. Casper is now revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting out the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly onto you. And the quality. They've got an in-house design team of engineers who spent thousands of hours developing the Casper. Supportive memory foam for a sleep surface that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. It's breathable design, sleeps cool, helps you regulate your temperature, body temperature throughout the night. Buying a Casper mattress is completely risk-free. It offers free delivery. Casper they offer free delivery and free returns with a hundred night home trial. Hundred night home trial. Can you you can't even you can't beat that. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Casper understands the importance of truly sleeping on the mattress before you commit, especially considering you're going to be spending a third of your life on it. Folks, this mattress, the Casper, is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's got that, that supportive memory foam to create this award-winning sleep surface. It's got just the right sink, just the right bounce. I love it. Lady, the studio dog, loves it. In fact, she's got her own. Go to CasperMattress.com slash CFPRadio. That's Casper. Casper.com slash CFPRadio. Casper.com slash CFPRadio. Let me say that one more time. Casper.com slash CFPRadio. And use our coupon code CFPRadio as well for $50 off, $50 off for your next, uh, or for your purchase of a mattress. But, uh, check out their, their, their pet beds, their dog beds. It's a, it's a fantastic bed for your best friend let me tell you but you will never sleep on you want to sleep on anything else casper.com slash CFP radio and of course the code promo code is CFP radio we love it here at the Hagman household that's all we sleep on our casper mattresses all right yeah you know, so just to round this up with uh, with uh, this pizza gate and of course pizza the, the having gate after everything, you know, Iran contra gate. um, it, it seems kind of, it seems almost reserved for the big deals. Well, this is a huge deal in my view and once more, pizza is reference to, not the pizza shop, not any one particular pizza shop, but the pizza as the word, um, that's used by, allegedly used by, um, pedophilia. People, those people are interested in, uh, uh, having, uh, using children for various purposes. And at the, the, call that Ping Pong was, was named because James Oliphant, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the boyfriend of, uh, David Brock, Media Matters for America, his, uh, his Instagram, uh, before it went, uh, his Instagram account before it went private, there were some very disturbing pictures of children in strange poses and babies photographed with money and some with references to pizza. Obviously, you would expect that from a pizza owner, but how does the guy and let me ask you a question how, how does a pizza shop owner um get to be listed as one of the top fifty most influential people in washington It just that just is kind of an i that always struck me as odd over anything else. And again, we're just discussing this here. There's no, there are no allegations of any type of impropriety, but I do suspect that uh, that, or my view anyway, that the law enforcement needs to take a look at this in its entirety and open up an investigation. And we do know that the, in addition to the 50 or in addition to, to what over 50,000 emails I believe that door, mm-hmm. released on October 3rd by Podesta, what was found on the Anthony Weiner computer. And um Huma Abedin's computer laptop remember the six hundred and fifty thousand emails uh,
2: that were found? I believe yeah, there yeah. were
1: references there according to the information I got from from at least one
2: one police source. Yeah. Um and disappointing about that is there was no there was all this um hype about an NYPD investigation and a new FBI investigation, but none of that ever saw the light of day. And yeah. Makes you question um, some of what that Steve Pachenik said about the intelligence agencies. Um, I, I don't
1: you know, know if I don't know if it does that.
2: Going to, to, rogue the, the NYPD people saying that they'll release the information if nobody else does. Well, none of that happened. So. No, but I'm not sure. But, but Joe, okay, so
1: so here we are. We're sitting sitting at the conference table. Yeah, do you believe that, um, that they would? I mean, when okay, when do you think that they they should or would release that? Given that, let's just, let's assume for a moment that, that. No, they already should have. Okay. But if you believed that in, in your heart of hearts that they were once Trump got in or, you know, depending on who got in and now Trump is getting in and there's going to be a change in the Department of Justice and would you, would you not hold,
2: hold on to that or would you release it? I, I mean, really, if they were to release it, it wouldn't make any difference. Uh, I think the public would would become much more informed as as to what was going on and I think there was enough people um uh, calling for the release of information where if it was released, um uh, independent journalists and other uh researchers would be able to to put it together if they had to, if the police just released the information with no context. I think they're either the information wasn't on there that they said was, or that it was hinted to being there or they they covered it up. I think it's I don't think anything will come of it from any law enforcement source, whether for fear of retaliation from the uh, ruling class and politicians or for other reasons that are unknown to us. I don't, I think that if they were going to do it, they would have already done it probably before the election, but <coughs> even now, I mean, there's so much going on. The Obama administration is on their way out. Trump's on his way in. There's no point to hold on to it.
1: Um, well, the information I, would be the
2: same with the last administration and, and the beginning I see of this you're too
1: cynical. I, I think. Well, that- no,
2: I've been cynical about this story about what we're talking about now since when that information first was reported to be in the hands of the police officers. If you remember, I told you back then that nothing would happen from that, and that was just my gut feeling because we see how scandals have been, uh, and the people who perpetrate the scandals are protected to a great degree from state, local, and federal law enforcement agencies to, I mean I believe believe this investigation would out a lot of the uh, at least the federal, maybe some of the top state and local political business and and law enforcement people, but
0: mostly federal
2: so, no, I don't think we're going to see anything from that. I think um, the people who are in power have a very tightly controlled uh, system for silencing and oppressing any information that would be so negative to their uh power status.
1: All right, the the only the only way or the only part of that the only I'll say this, Andrew Breitbart had warned of this, mm-hmm. had,
2: had notified of this, people he, of this before. And and people need to remember uh you know before he was killed, he talked about John Podesta and child uh sex slave rings and how he was going to expose them. And just a few days later he was he was Killed or died, well, and then two days after he was died, the person who performed the autopsy on him died he was killed with of arsenic poisoning um but okay, there but was a,
1: all of this does in and, and in additional for another body, and here's Scalia because I do believe it's Scalia,
2: there's an issue there with him, right? I think if there was that was much more political than but the personal nature of what Andrew Breitbart was uh threatening to expose, okay. Alright, but, but, Scalia's name does come up in, at least in a
1: partial fashion in, in this whole thing. But, it's, but what I'm reading
2: from you is, is you're just, well, so what? It's, a, it's, no one's not gonna so say That's So what? You keep, I mean, we gotta keep, uh, doing the investigations and looking into the information that's coming out and continue to dig for information that has not come out yet. But as far as hoping for the media or the FBI or the Justice Department or any other uh, political or law enforcement organization, don't expect to see anything from them. Don't expect. So them. where does
1: that leave then? Just us, right? Exactly. All right. So, so then, then, then we better double them, down.
2: Expecting them to do something will only let us continue to drag our feet and to not dig into it the way we we really should. Because I don't think the story is going away. Oh, it can't. We're not going to lie. media and and the people who have. Um, reddit made a word Sorry, of what's reddit going bandit on. Red, reddit bandit the, the, the forum bandit well there's right. a reason behind that that um i had to verify and it could be because of the owner or co-owner of reddit and his connections to some of okay. these things
1: all right but but so, so the bottom line on this and we'll just close it off at this because this what is there to me laying out the evidence and and Benson did not show images I showed images one one day. I don't know if you were here or not. But I showed the image. I don't think you were. You, you showed. I showed images. Just some images, okay, for, from the Instagram uh, account. And I got emails upon emails and saying that you know you shouldn't have done that. Those are horrible images. And how dare you? And you know you're stuck on evil. And and I mean, look, folks. If if you're and, and I'm just gonna tell you flat out, all right. As Christians, we are to fight evil. Do, don't uh, Look, and by fighting evil, you can't do it with your eyes closed or your head up your butt. Okay? You just can't do it. So you've got to understand what's out there. If you don't want to, then leave it to the adults who will. Leave it to us. We'll take care of it because we get prayed up and we go out and we fight it. So if you don't want to do that, that's up to you. And I'm not scolding you. I'm just saying that those people have sent emails in saying you shouldn't have. How dare you show that? Come on. Okay? Grow up. Or if you don't want to, if you don't want to expose yourself to that, I understand that. But don't blame me. Don't send me emails as if I'm doing this in some salacious manner. The fact of the matter is we are exposing the corruption and evil that's necessary. So I just want to get that out of the way, at least in a very terse manner, because let me tell you, the the evil I believe that we're fighting is, is so great and so perverse and so uh, oppressive that uh, if we don't do this, who in the, who in the world will and as you said, okay, maybe the federal law enforcement won't touch it maybe there's there's so much money out there people have so much money and power that they're gonna keep uh, keep those down that that can be compromised or are positions that that of, of control but we're not we're not controlled by anyone and we have nothing to lose frankly what do we, you know money no sorry we're not among the rich and the famous or the powerful and influential. But what we do have is we got guts, and I believe we've got God on our side. And we're coming after the evil regardless. So that's my statement, and that's my story, and I'm
2: sticking to it. All right. We're going to uh, hit a few pieces of information here that have been that some of the more important stories in the news today. Uh, how many people saw what Joe Biden said at the World Economic Forum in Davos? Oh, I saw it. Who turned the lights out? <laughs> uh, in Switzerland today, Vice President Joe Biden says it is imperative that we act urgently to defend the liberal international order. Yes, of you heard that right. Not the new world order, the liberal international order. Well, it would be conservative international order, right? Well, you know, it's interesting because George Bush. Um, in other news, George Bush Senior was hospitalized. Uh, and is in the ICU, as well as his wife, Barbara yes, Bush. And um, apparently, they wrote a letter to Trump about how they will not be able to attend the inauguration, but sent their best wishes. Well, George Bush was one of the the people who talked about the New World Order a lot. George Bush Senior. September 11th, um,
1: 1991.
2: I believe. And it was a neoconservative kind of. Uh, I mean, George Bush was one of the the heads of the neoconservative movement and pushed towards this New World Order. Um, from back in his days in the cia to his affiliations with uh people around the world like the saudi arabian uh you know basically their brothers in saudi arabia but here biden is uh talking about uh, the liberal international order which he referred to it eight times in his speech um, and there's a great article on the new american that breaks down the history and historical context of joe biden's reference and they lay out uh and this, they did it in a way that uh, is different from most of the articles I saw about Joe Biden today, laying out the last, uh, you know, from 1950 to uh, today, how their liberal international order or new world order is basically just a push of globalism and uh, how NATO is a branch of the UN, it's their their army branch, and how all the undeclared wars we've been in, and, and just the, it's making a case for how this totalitarian oppressive form of government has uh, continued to encroach on us um, from the early 1900s until today and we're seeing its most uh, authoritative and effective um, policies are yet still to come and most controlling things are yet still to come but it's interesting how I mean, he makes a lot of references to the UN to uh, the UN charter and regional agreements and how we need to move forward to uh, cement the process of globalization not only in Economics, but in the military sphere as well as the political sphere, uh, and, and behind the UN. So interesting, you know, to see the the vice president for another day, as he's on his way out, you know, continuing to to talk about um, forming an, inter- an international order, a new world order, uh, on the heels of yesterday when China's president talked about, you know, the need to squish the populist movement happening around the world and how he would spearhead the uh, one-world government agenda from his country of China and use the country's economic and political influence to to continue to move that forward. Whether this is all pandering um, to make Trump's presidency seem like it's a threat or his presidency is a real threat is yet to be seen, but um, these people are certainly going out of their way to either let it be known or to give the impression that Trump is a danger to their future plans. Which, uh, Stan mentioned it yesterday, other guests have mentioned it in the, in recent days and weeks about how one man really, uh, I mean, can make some difference and make some changes, but you can't look to that one man to affect change across the whole nation or globe without help from other people. So if, if this, if Trump is really a threat to this, push towards globalization, then his base would be a much bigger threat than Trump himself, and this populist movement would be a much bigger threat than uh, what they're, as they're projecting it on Trump, it would be aimed more at his support and system of support. Interesting. You, you know, you talk about
1: fascism in the action. Um, if you have a child being taught by Brett uh I, I don't know how to pronounce this last name. I'm gonna spell it for you. It's M E T E Y E R. He teaches the elementary school students fourth grade in Williamston, Michigan. If you have a child in Williamston, Michigan, fourth grade, elementary school, being taught by this uh this moron Brett M E T E Y E R, listen to this, all right. The his his class won't be watching the inauguration. Trump's inauguration. This this moron decided. You know what he decided to do? We're we're not going to let we're not going to let our children watch this event. We're going to put on instead the 2005 or uh, in 2009 um, inauguration and and replay those. Okay. Now now think about that for a minute. Think just think. Put yourself in a position. And I don't know what color and I don't care what color this teacher is. I don't care what color the students are. It's not about race. But to me, think about that. If my, if I had a fourth grade, if I, if I had a child in the fourth grade, okay, you'd have to keep, first of all, you would, my wife would have to keep me duct taped inside my house, okay, because I'd be joking. going, I, I, yeah, I'm not joking. I would be going after this Brett, uh, snowflake, uh, idiot, uh, whatever his last name is. All right. She'd have to duct tape me to, and take my car keys away and, and and put mittens on my hands and duct tape across my mouth because I'm going okay, after this moron. Seduced. I would. I, you better sedate me, because if I if I've got a child there, one thing would be for sure that child, my child, would not be listening and be in that fourth grade class. And can you imagine if 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 anyone did that to Obama? Immediately, you're a racist. You're.
2: They did the opposite. There for you Obama. go. You remember the kids singing a song praising and worshiping Obama in some of, of the preschools. You're talking I mean, about you know, some of the most
1: creepiest crap I've ever seen yeah. with Obama.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it went, it wasn't just watching the inauguration. It was, um, almost uh, the teachers were, were encouraging the students to commit idolatry to a great degree. Um, reminiscent of some of the North Korean propaganda that is, is dished out about how great and their leader is and how advanced their society is. I don't know if anybody's ever seen real North Korean <laughs> propaganda videos. I laugh because they're so funny. Uh, uh, yeah. Talking about landing people on, you know, sending people to the sun who landed. Read the article. I saw the headline is just a, um, the perceived misconception that Trump is some kind of tyrant that Hollywood and, and the media has been giving off and people are eating this crap up and, um, Trust me, if, if Trump starts doing things that are unconstitutional and, and un-American, we'll be the first people we'll to call him um, out on it. A doggone right. But, I mean, you have yep. to, if the guy hasn't really done anything, it's not like Obama where he had all this questionable uh, past when he came into office. People didn't know who he was. Things weren't verified. Um, you weren't even allowed to ask questions about it. You know, right. It was off limits. And, you know, we continued to talk about it and ask questions about it, but... And Maxine Waters, you know, what a tree stump she
1: is, okay? Seriously. I've never seen such a, a – I mean, he, she saying – I don't know whether you saw that uh, interview with uh, – we, we spoke about it briefly yesterday, Maxine Waters and, and Chris Matthews, where were, um, she was talking about he should be impeached and uh, about the Russians, you know. Well, what a bunch of crap that was with respect to – uh uh no, you know I'm not going to get into that. But uh, by the way, Vice President-elect Michael Pence intends to uh, send the, uh, people a message. He's going to take the oath of office Friday afternoon. on Bible, Bible,
2: Read second, from Second Chronicles, Chronicles 7, chapter 14. seven.
1: 14. Yep. yep. Go
2: ahead. I, well, I, I don't. Uh, if I have my people
1: who are called by my name humble themselves
2: and pray and seek my face, and you can finish the rest. Look but up yeah, in the Bible. I did uh, when I read that. I did uh, remember uh what he was going to be doing and i guess the the question would be then to look back on presidents before him and vice presidents before him how significant is it on what they did versus what he's doing if uh, at all
1: well you know again you go back to obama uh would he, he put his hand on the quran we don't know of course we don't know because he took his actual second
2: uh yeah they the messed up the around. first one or yeah. whatever
1: uh, and 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 you have to wonder about that too could Look, I know I, I don't have perfect diction, and a lot of people are laughing right now over that. But but come on. I, I, I think I could get out a paragraph that I memorized, or it's on a teleprompter, or... It, it, well, he, was, he he was uh, repeating mm-hmm. from... Well, the, the, the Supreme Court Justice okay. messed it up, okay? I, I understand that. But me as a Supreme Court Justice, or me as, an, uh, as a President-elect, believe me, uh, even with my diction problems, which has been pointed out to me, thank you very much, uh... Or the cadence problems. Uh, I I I don't think i have too much trouble memorizing a paragraph. It's not that is when it's when you get so irritated or so frustrated, flustered that you you know you find having trouble finding the words. Um, but anyway, uh, as opposed to Obama being uh, you know taking the oath inside what was the map room or whatever it was the second time around. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Um, I wonder how. We said, just saw the one story of the, uh, the one teacher saying that he's going to forbid anybody from watching the inauguration. I wonder how widespread this is or how much it's not being reported in other areas. Cause I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's yeah, a lot more I
1: too. And, and look at the celebrities who backed out saying, Oh, I've uh, got death threats to myself or my family. You know, I, look, I would put my family away. I, I know how to protect them. I'd put them in a safe place. I'd, I'd make sure I had security. And I personally would go and perform if I
2: if I could sing at the White House if I was invited, or I mean, at, the, really, at the inauguration. Who's going to carry out threats if somebody performs at inauguration to to kill them? I mean, that's just it's a scare tactic. Yeah, um, yeah and it's and not I, like I mean, they're you know, I don't know taking a position in the administration or uh, writing you know new policy or carrying out actions under the name of the president. They're just becoming part of the celebration. It's like threatening a um, Super Bowl halftime singer because they're not. Um, rooting for one team or the other, you know what I mean? All right, we'll be right back with Lisa Haven after these short messages. Stay with us.
1: This edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for your belief and your trust in us as we walk through this minefield of current events together. And we have with us Internet Sensation, and uh, just a, a woman who really gets to the bottom of the, the news and information, Lisa Haven. Her website, lisahaven.news, lisahaven.news. Right, Lisa? Right? Okay. There. See, I I wrote it down wrong before. I'll do that I'll look at something And I'll write something down Um, It it must be You're getting old Or something I don't know but, uh, I wrote it down wrong. And hopefully, maybe, maybe Diesel, right? Diesel will show up. Yes,
3: I, he's, he's at my feet right now. Hopefully he'll behave. <laughs> I'm like,
1: uh, we're, we're dog lovers. Lady, the studio dog is, uh, I, I think she just might have gone to my office, but, uh, she hangs out with us and of course Diesel with Lisa Haven. So it's a great, big, warm family. Um, Joe and I are glad to have you with us and our audience is so looking forward to your appearance. We're going to get started right away, Lisa, with, uh, uh with, Things out of the shoot. What did we talk
2: about, Joe? Global, the World uh, Economic Forum that's well, let's happening. Go in over there. Let's Scotland. go there. Let's go um, there. Before the break, before we brought you on, we were talking about Joe Biden and his comments about continuing the international, uh, the liberal international order, and then China's president from a, a day or two ago, um, talking about being able, being wanting to spearhead. Globalism and root out you know this Nationalist populist movement that's going on and Wanting his country to to spearhead the globalist Economic and political one world government agenda but what you have there is something I haven't seen yet and this is a global risk report global risk report
3: yeah this is um, and I'll show it on the screen here but it's a global risk report and the World Economic Forum does one of these every year they get together they put this thing together and they kind of hash over everything through the year or what they want to accomplish what's on the agenda and I read it every year because you know we have a group of globalists getting together and it's the same kind of stuff exactly what you're talking about And in this entire report, they bash, uh, you know, to the brim, nationalism, any patriotic, any, anybody who is in love with their country, wants to promote their country is completely obliterated and attacked in this report. In fact, um, and it's not that long. I believe it's like 75 page report. It's a, it's a fairly quick read because a lot of it is just, you know, um, appendix and whatnot, but, uh, they reference Trump 13 different times. And it's, <laughs> and not only Trump, but also the word anti-establishment is referenced nine different times, which tells me that, hey, this is, these are two things that they are, you know, a, Focusing on in this report, number one, they question throughout it, how did Donald Trump get in, in, in there? Uh, and so they, they, they strategize, they, they think, how are these things happening? Why are they happening? And here's the thing, nobody ever agreed with the new world order mentality from the get-go. Nobody wanted that. It was just thrust upon us. So to, to question it in that manner, I find almost laughable because we've always been in love with our country and had a heart for, you know, Our country, no matter where we are, but here they are asking, how did Donald Trump get in? How did Brexit? Brexit's brought up and, 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 uh, they're calling it a movement and, and I beg to differ. It's not a movement. It's something that's been in our hearts all along. Uh, but I can tell that they're highly upset about this. And they talk about, you know, certain uh, ways they can strategize in the future. Nothing, you know, really profound, I will say, in that. But it just really opens up the part for, you know, where I guess Donald Trump hopefully stands. But they apparently don't like him. Uh, they don't like what he stands for. And they're scared in this document for their New World Order-style global governance, which now is an international order, uh, exactly what they're calling it. They've just renamed it. <laughs>
1: That's interesting. Now, okay, so we're on the right track then. If you use that as kind of a litmus test for, uh, shall we say, being anti-globalist, then then we're we're hitting them more accounts in in certain ways. I, I guess we're we're making some headway, right?
3: Yeah, that that's what that's kind of what I gathered from this. And and now they've even gone and labeled us, you know, anti-establishment movement. We, this is their name for us, which we've always been. You know, it's, it's not necessarily, it's anti-New World Order. It's anti this global governance that they're trying to push on everyone that they deny until now. Now that they're having to fight for it, they're actually admitting it. Even on mainstream media, we're hearing the terms international order. We heard, uh, who was it, John McCain. Uh, the other day, oh gosh, and I'm like blanking on where, but he came out and said, we've had a new world order for over 70 years. His term, his work, not mine. And, and, and I'm like, over 70 years? And, and he says Donald Trump threatens that. And I'm like, hallelujah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to threaten this dang new world order. Somebody needs to stand in the way. And you know, they don't like what they're seeing. They don't like Brexit. They don't like Donald Trump. They don't like the movement in general. So, you know, and, and they even go as far as saying they need to silence, you know, alternative media. It's even brought up in here, just a small blip on it, but they say alternative media is to blame, basically, and they need a little bit more style censorship. How to block us, how to shut us down, how to, uh, you know, put a hedge in our way, and that's what we're seeing. I think, I think since this began, you guys are seeing it, you're experiencing it, you're feeling it. I'm feeling it as well. I mean, you guys are, I know that for sure.
1: Well, okay, and let's, I don't mean to interrupt, I just want to say let's talk about this because I think this is one of the most underreported aspects of of everything. The independent media, independent media, fake news, censorship, this all goes together. Uh, we interviewed. uh I talked to. The, uh interviewed John Whitehead today from the Rutherford Institute, and it's just amazing about the censorship. But if you don't mind, Joe, is is that? I mean, let's talk about the censorship. Yeah. How they're yeah. keeping keeping us down. Alternative media and, and
2: classification. you can. Involved, right? I have a question before yeah. that because I've been asking our our guests this question because it's something that keeps popping up in my mind. Um, and you just referenced it with the, uh, you know, we need to silence the alternative media. We need to silence this anti-establishment movement. In your mind, I don't know if you thought of this or if this has been something that um, people have, have pointed out, but Trump, you know, we know how, and, and this is after lots of consideration of how these people work, how they've worked in the past. What are the chances that Trump is put in there to draw these people out, to be identified, to... Taking those actions that you just talked about against the actual movement rather than the person in office. Versus, how much of a percentage is it that Trump is who he says he is?
3: You know, it's hard. It's hard to say with certainty. I mean, there's really a lot of ways that could go. Um, one way is he is legit. He is the real deal. And they're attacking him, you know. Uh, on I, this isn't the first report I've read that specifically attacks him. There's there's others uh, that I've written that I've read that I like to pay attention to Davos, like to pay attention to the World Economic Forum, all these major globalists, and, and look and find out what they're saying, what they're writing about. Pretty much a majority of them are Trump bashing, so to speak. They even had an entire meeting on it, I think, in Davos where they, they talked about him the whole time. Now. So that's one way, and he is the real deal, and he's fighting. Now, a second way is kind of what you said, but I guess a little different. Um, This way would be he is the real deal, but he may not know that he's being used to find the people who are, I guess, on that side of the fence, so to speak, like you, like me, those who support our country, those who want to get back down to the foundation, those who want freedom, those who don't want, you know, a new world order, global, international governance, those who don't. So he could unknowingly be that person. And the third way is he knows it all together and he's part of the plan. Now, I, I don't think, I could I be wrong? Yes, but I don't think that he's part of it and conspiring and, you know, that was the agenda all along. Uh, however, you know, I don't know with 100% certainty. I'm hopeful, you know, to say the least, that he is the real deal. And based off of some of the things that I read, it makes me lean more in that direction uh, than in the other direction. But I guess ultimately time is going to be the ending factor. Uh, and what kind of, you know, I guess solidified this too a little more is Roger Stone. Recently, he was poisoned. Apparently, that's an assassination attempt on his life. He doesn't know who is responsible for it, but now we have technically Donald Trump's right-hand man uh with an assassination attempt. I mean, what do you think about that?
1: You know, I saw that, Lisa, and I don't know what you're going to say, but I saw that. I know he was sick for two weeks, and they equated that to the... uh poisoning of Alexander Litvinenko with respect to the uh, polonium, I believe it was, the, uh, what was a polonium 210, or I don't remember the specific radioactive elements, but. Yeah, polonium. Okay, all right. But, but nonetheless, um, yeah, I agree that there's something really funky going on out there, uh, whether it be the low-level disruptions being planned for the inauguration and after and even before to. Um, to the the greater silencing of those of us out here, uh, that includes you, Lisa, uh, or the levels of attempting to censor and silence all of us. I don't know, Jeff, you were going to say something in there. I didn't mean that. No,
2: I, I saw, um, the stories of, of the alleged poisoning. I just, uh, I wasn't sure. Did he have medical records to back that up? Well, his blood was sent to the CDC, <laughs> I think. Diesel, come on, come on Diesel. The, the come on, Diesel. Come on, buddy. CDC. Uh, and that is interesting, Um I, I love it too. And the reason yeah. I ask about Trump and his motivations is
0: check because- Check this out.
2: Wait, wait a second,
1: wait a second. Folks that were watching on She's YouTube, check this cute. out. Isn't this the greatest-
3: <laughs> He's a cutie pie thing Lisa,
1: by Lisa I think. Haven and, and, and her dog Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> I Diesel. So. Ah. Uh, now that, that's a face <laughs> that, that, that you, you couldn't help but love that. Right?
3: I know! I he it. comes in here and he gets mad if he doesn't get to come up, so he bites my toes while I'm talking to him and I'm like, ah!
1: Well, we we uh, we absolutely love dogs, and, and how great is that? Thank you so much for that cameo appearance, Diesel, and uh, you'll get be you'll be getting a uh, SAG uh, payment for that. So
2: anyway, <laughs> um, back to that that report. You mentioned the uh, attacks on nationalism, on the anti-establishment movement. How? I mean, I, I guess it's very possible today with the amount of propaganda and indoctrination we see in our, our society. But how how can they sell that to the people? You know, forget about your country, um, you know, be have allegiance to this or you know this system. Um, how can they take that step and, and effectively transition in the minds of people from the nationalist mentality to a globalist mentality?
3: With agenda 21 or as it's called agenda 2030. That's the whole mentality. I guess the whole mindset around it. They're, they're teaching it in their schools. They're pushing it in charter schools, public schools, basically all of them. And this is an open door to say there is a global problem and they need to offer a global solution. What is that global solution? Your international order, your, your uh, governing body of unelected bureaucrats. Cause we don't have any say uh, who goes to the UN. And we, we don't we don't have any of that. And we've got people from all over the world, you know, taking up I mean, Saudi Arabia is is in there, you know, and he's what, the human rights? So this is a big issue for me, and um, any any global governance like that. But needless to say, this is what's being implemented uh, with Common Core, with Agenda 21, uh, and they're starting with our youth. Uh, They're they're feeding the children, and now that generation is already growing up. We have snowflake generation coming in, millennial generation. uh, I think it was Generation X before that, but we have... These earlier generations coming in now and uh, in adulthood and what do we see? Well, we see more of a brainwash mass, uh, people, you know, who uh, think that, you know, Everything that's happening with Agenda 21, the global cooling climate change fraud that they're pushing is legit because they've been so ingrained in them from, from youth. Now I even did a report on a book, it's called Rescue Planet Earth, Agenda 21 for Children. I encourage anyone, uh, to, to just Google that book, check it out, but it is it's terrifying, because it's a children's book geared to children, and it basically says that in a nutshell, we're overpopulated, too many people on the world, we need to find problems to the humans, okay, so the humanity is the problem, and this is the common thread throughout the book, and then they go and they say war is bad, but, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not big on war, I'd rather not go to war, however, it's unfortunate, it's a necessary evil, we live in an evil world full of evil things, There's not going to be peace on earth, but they portray this idea like they can obtain this false notion of peace on earth. And it really is portrayed, and this peace on earth idea comes from a governing board of New World Order, you know, dictators attempting to rule from behind the scenes. So, that's where it starts, and that's where where it comes from comes from, in my
1: opinion. All right, and definitely, Rescue Planet Earth is the book Agenda 21 for children. Uh, folks, go ahead and research that because that, to me, that does sound terrifying. The brainwashing, the indoctrination, and that's how it all starts. And it's interesting because John Whitehead, uh, in our interview uh, earlier today, mentioned Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, too, as part of the uh, uh, globalist agenda for. Um, to complete subjugation, tossing out the constitution, and, and but his understanding from the Rutherford Institute uh, of, of the Gen 2030 and the role it plays. So it's very. This is all coming together. Folks, we're speaking with Lisa Haven, Lisa Haven.news. That's Lisa Haven.news, Also making a cameo as her dog Diesel, uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite uh, four-legged journalists as well, investigative journalists.
2: Uh, so anyway, and back to the, the yeah. report uh, from the World Economic Forum. Uh You said you read it. What are the, how's the projections for the uh, American and other uh, Western European economies? Do they talk about uh, possibilities of, of currency um, value increase? Or Usually they give projections as to what the dollar is going to do, what the interest rates are going to do, what the stock market is going to do. Um, was there anything that jumped out at you uh, from that report about the future of the U.S. economy?
3: Yes, and I'm going to go off of memory here, um, but I've got it highlighted in a whole section. But yes, there was a section specifically on the economy. Um, And in fact, they say that the economic... They admit that we're on an unstable path, economically speaking, uh, you know, not only just here in America, but globally. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. That's, that's great that they're finally admitting it because we all know it already. We know what's going on. Uh, but they said that the economic outcome did not look good in this report. So they didn't get into details of what they predict or, you know, specifics, but they just said, uh, with the rise of Donald Trump and the rise of nationalism and, and the you know what's going on with their establishment uh which they actually call themselves an establishment and you know that word's in there and that one's actually used fifteen times but nonetheless there is that economic section and I just found that interesting because in all the reports I've read um, I've never seen them actually state it in that manner, so that was interesting to me. You know, I think that we're on kind of a ticking time bomb with our economy now. If Trump can fix it, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that it's necessarily fixable without you know some kind of something happening or you know going through because we're trillions of dollars in debt, and they even talked about increasing that at one point. So.
2: Yeah, how can you fix $20 yeah. trillion? Dollars? I mean, well, how can you walk that back? That What they say in that report, because the IMF just released a report a few days ago, You and what they said is uh, the IMF said the U.S. economic growth is expected to rise due to Trump policies, <laughs> and they predicted a stronger economy in the next two years under Donald Trump, um, kind of contradicting what they said in, in the World Economic Forum. But, yeah. I mean, you see that a lot with the conflicting agencies.
3: They went globally and said that as a globe, not necessarily just for America. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That, that yeah. Now that does. All right. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to go back again because I, I, I just I go back to this, go back to the, the, um, alt-right designation. It, it, it sends shivers up and down my spine to hear this alt-right designation or the, the phrase fake news that is being thrown about so frequently. Um, and the censorship issue and how we and Lisa Haven's channel and Lisa Haven herself the um the websites and such we are we are under um oppression through the search engines and through various algorithms and through bots and through human censorship but uh, Lisa if we can just revisit this because i really think that this is the most understated thing of uh, topic of of really of of the of the current events and that is this the report you hold and, and the fact that trump is in office the globalists are really hacked off and 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 they want their pound of flesh or they want to make sure that this does not happen again or at least to mitigate the damage so they're coming after those people who they would look at as responsible in part for the trump victory and i think that the mainstream or the uh uh, independent media would be a big part of that. So, having introduced it like that, what do you see taking place, and and how can we fight this, and what's going on?
2: Well,
3: there is definitely a battle right now, and I've seen it intensify uh, even over the past couple of months, and um, to the point where you know we have all the mainstream media outlets, basically, you know your your main ones anyway you know, saying, calling any alternative media and blaming everything on alternative media. Pizzagate, for example, the guy got hurt, uh, and, you know, obviously a lot of that was exposed, you know, by WikiLeaks, by alternative media websites, such as, you know, ours and similar. Uh, and because of that, somebody went in, you know, hurt the guy at Pizzagate, and all of a sudden, here's a report put out, I think it was on the Washington Post, that says, fake news hurts real people. And I think with all of my heart that that's the direction they're going to really take it in the near future. Uh, If things come out, leaks come out, um, they could false flag someone, send somebody in there and blame it on, on, you know, alternative media because this was exposed or that was exposed. Uh, These are things that I can see intensifying in the very near future because they don't want us. Everybody from the World Economic Forum to Davos events uh, to, you know, your summits and everything. All, the United nations they they're all out for us. They don't want us. They, they want to silence us. They want Chinese style censorship. Yep. Uh, and a lot of it's already happening in a ton of countries abroad. There's not much freedom of press left. And we're one of the lingering few in which we have some of that freedom. And so it's not only attacked from the corrupt side of our government, but also international bodies, uh, that are pushing our governments to do so, uh, in our once free land. So I don't foresee that, you know, disappearing all in its own, but I see increased attacks from mainstream media. I see planted, false, uh, you fake attacks in which they plant stuff to try to twist it so we look bad. If that makes sense, I think I'm saying that right. Yep. Uh, but basically, planting stuff and. Um, Increasing attacks on, you know, CNN, bringing more attention to fake news, and actually passing laws. Now, we know in the NDAA 2017 Fiscal Act uh, that was just signed by Obama on December 23rd, when everybody was <laughs> celebrating Christmas, <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas, uh, they put in that Countering dis- Disinformation and Propaganda Act. Well... That creates an entire body of intergovernment officials, so to speak, who, who monitor what we do. That's their, that's what, that's what it does. And so what are they going to do with this monitoring profile that they're creating? They wouldn't make this body of people unless they have a a plan to do something about it. Uh, so with that in mind, I think that they obviously have an agenda and that is to shut us down and they're going to do everything that they can to do so now. I also think that we can win the battle if, you know, everyone out there, we work together, we network together, you, us, you know, InfoWars, everyone, and we share the facts that we have, we share the documentation when we have it, we show the evidence, so it's undeniable stuff. Uh, but not only that, but we have to expose and turn it on the mainstream media. We have to turn it on CNN and prove their stories are fake. Uh, constantly reference them as fake because that's what they are. Uh, they've put out numerous fake stories, fake stories on Russia, fake stories where, I forgot the one shooting where CNN turned the guy white. I don't remember
2: which. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You know, you know what, uh, I can't think of what, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you're right, CNN, uh, it, a lot of times we don't even have to do the work. They proved that their own stories are fake so many times. Yeah. And what good yeah. is, is propaganda if nobody's watching what they are doing? Uh, the one area of concern is what you mentioned—the uh, 2017 NDAA, the countering um, uh, what they deem as <laughs> propaganda. But uh, what's interesting, what I think about this is, I'm not too concerned about it. As we, this last political uh, cycle, this last election, presidential election, really. Brought a lot of people's attention to the, the terrible job the mainstream media was doing in fabricating lying and, and suppressing the truth. And I think it turned a lot of people onto the alternative media, uh, regardless of the enough, outlet. Though. No, really. no, but it, we're moving in the right direction. And I think I believe that we are past the point of no return that the Mainstream media's own lack of inve- investigative journalism and truth-telling has done them in, in and put a world of hurt on them. And the alternative media stepped up to fill their shoes. I don't think there's any walking that back at this point. And I think the only way that they really will gain a, back the stranglehold on information is if they shut the Internet down. Or censor it to a, a large degree. Yeah, and, and, and I Lisa, think going after people would draw more attention to very higher ones. I agree, but Lisa, do you think that the internet can be shut down
1: or at least parts of it can be shut down? People like you and I and, and, and us? Can we be shut yeah. off?
3: you know they've they've shown portions of censorship already uh in Facebook, for example, um you know I've been censored numerous times, had stories taken up, no rhyme, no reason, no you know no i'm not not ever told why. Similar has happened on Twitter. Similar has happened on YouTube. I mean, what I'm in a ton of social media websites. I'm, you know, posting to what 300 some odd groups a day. I have lots of interaction with people. And so you're seen as a target. And so they're already censoring a lot of people. And I've, and I've done massive reports on this where I've talked to other people and they are experiencing a lot of the same things as are you. Now that's just at individual levels because if you talk to the average everyday person where do they get their news most of them stay from social media and that's the truth that's where a lot of people are getting their news nowadays and so they're attempting to shut us down at that social media level and so I do see that they are upping their attacks there we know that Facebook um, Z- uh, Fake books. Zuckerberg has met with, you know, communist China wants to implement China style censorship in this new year. We know that Germany was attempting to fine him for quote fake news, but no real definition of this fake news is given. Uh, you know, and so we have attacks like that that are definitely, we're going to have to fight back against. We're going to have to find, uh, you know, other outlets in which we can share our stories. Now, that's not the only thing. We also have Google uh, saying, and they're already doing this, but they refuse to put, quote, fake news, while not labeling fake news, at the top of the feed anymore. It used to be, you know, whoever was most popular or what was most trending, you, know, you plug in a word, uh, something will come up and bring a list. Well, channels such as you, channels such as, you know, Comments and Show and uh, InfoWars and um, even I, I write for Before It's News, All of that is now censored. It doesn't even come up on the feed anymore unless you specifically label it in. And that's done on purpose, too. So I do foresee those attacks as well.
2: We're talking with Lisa Haven from lisahaven.news and Lisa Haven on YouTube. We're going to pick up right where we left off on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Our guest right now is Lisa Haven. She's got a very popular YouTube channel. Uh, go Lisa Haven on YouTube or News. Before the break, we were talking about a number of issues, mainly the World Economic Forum, the settlement of the American people, nationalism versus globalism, and the incoming President-elect Donald Trump and the impact that he can make not only in America but on the world, as well as fake news and a number of other issues. Uh, we love talking about the fake news, the potential for censorship. And as you pointed out, there's been a lot of, um, censorship in not so subtle ways, but they're, they're targeting individuals more so than organizations right now, even though I know a lot of organizations are on their radar.
1: And I should point out that on her website, lisahaven.news, uh, something really bad's going down. Roger Stone Poison, Julian Assange's, uh, extradition NSA labels channels. That whole, I mean, that that kind of dovetails into.
2: I don't know if you saw the latest on the Assange. Um, And he's right. The uh, agreement that he was going to make was if Chelsea Manning received a pardon, he was going to be willing to be extradited back to the United States. Now, his lawyers are saying that the Obama administration did not live up to their end of the agreement. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know that they could have expected a pardon to begin with. But as lawyers are saying, since uh, Obama did not live up to his end of the agreement, that there will be no extradition to the U.S. Which I would expect to a degree, um, considering the enemies he's made in this last political cycle and and publishing other uh, documents related to Chelsea Manning and uh, most recently the Hillary Clinton uh, camp emails. Um, And if we can't, let's go. Let's talk about the the emails. A lot of people who voted for Donald Trump voted for Trump, and a lot of people who also voted for Trump voted against Hillary Clinton, uh, as that that was the worst possible option for president ever. And uh, this this whole uh, email investigation and the FBI investigations, the the Clinton Foundation, it seems to have stalled out. Do you expect to see more um, from WikiLeaks and uh, from other journalists digging up more information on the Clintons?
3: Um. Yeah, if not the Clintons on other disruptions. You know, I don't know if the Clintons will fizzle out or not. I highly doubt (laughs) because they've just been on the scene for quite a while. But I do... Hope if you know if something happens with Julian Assange, I think and I hope someone will step up and take his place. If not, leaks are gonna happen at, at other journalists, other news agencies. These things I think will eventually get out. Uh for example, Project Veritas. We already have them leaking stuff about disrupt J twenty and organizations and what they're having planned. Uh what is it, the the chemical that they were gonna put uh to stink everybody out? That's that's a chemical attack. But it was exposed on just an everyday alternative media news channel like mine and this one you know YouTube yep. and he's exposed many things along the way but this is just somebody taking the initiative getting out there and leaking that out we also have hacks you know hackers are coming to the forefront and getting information out hacking it out from these global networks so that's the thing I do see I do see increased attacks back uh, you know just from everyday people you know saying hey look at this corruption and and showing it on the public public because i think that's how we're going to win the information war there's pe- there's good people in the government and bad people in the government there's people that are corrupt and people who are not corrupt and we have to have you know good people in there fighting for us fighting for our freedoms fighting for our rights and that's my hope you know and, pe- and people in there telling us if there is certain corruption that needs to be exposed that's happening under the radar and so we do see some of that at this level, and I personally think that we'll definitely see more of it in the future.
2: You mentioned the uh, Disrupt J20, that's uh, the leftist socialist communist movement, to inter- interfere with the inauguration. Um, do you expect to see a lot of this uh, come across on TV during the inauguration, the protests, uh, the shutting down of traffic and, and other disruptions, or do you expect a, a smoother uh, inauguration day?
3: I think they're gonna attempt to do what they say. I know, like I said a moment ago, Project Veritas has leaked some of their plans and halted some of those. Uh, that said, I would not trust, and I've hearkened to everyone against this, against this, don't watch CNN, MSNBC, any mainstream media news source when they are covering what is going on with Inauguration Day. We, they can't be trusted. They've proven it at other, at other, um at other protests, they'll they'll film one little portion or take out sections. This is numerous. It's happened too many numerous times where they're not giving you the truth of what's going down. We can't trust them. We can't watch them. That's my first and foremost. Second would be go to an alternative news source who is going to be on the ground and giving you the real information. So seek alternative media on that because that's where you're going to get the real news. Uh, but Disrupt J20, I think they do plan on causing blockades. I think they are going to go up there and cause havoc. They've invested too much money into this to not do nothing. Um, There's already people there. They've already had meetings. Meetings started January 14th, 15th, and 16th, I believe. They had meetings where they gathered together, and on their website, I encourage people to actually go there because they they have their agenda written out. Everything from, I think, the queer party that happened today, (laughs) queer dance party in front of Mike Pence's place. You know? I mean, really, and, and this is the kind of stuff they have planned, but also there's a document, uh, it's got a, um anvil dropping on Donald Trump's head, um, but it says, Action Camp Disrupt Day 20, and in this document, it talks even about, you know, um, white, white uh, you know, the white bashing, as I like to call it, but they, and I'm going to scroll, because I'm checking it out, but it basically says that they need to retrain white, and Western mentality, uh, not only that, but they also attack capitalism, um, how capitalism is the bad guy. But this, and I did a whole report on it. It's just a few pages. It's an easy read, but it just made me cringe and how they wanted to uh, approach white people, white privileged people is kind of what I gathered from this. Uh, but this is the kind of stuff they're, they're talking about and, and, and portraying at these meetings and events that they're having. And, you know, all of it's around um, they don't want racism from Donald Trump and I think this is the biggest scare tactic that they continue to use but there's definitely going to be some protesting down there and uh, you know how it all goes down while well, time's going to play out but thankfully some of their stuff plans have already been
1: exposed you, you know I did a video yesterday on, on this and uh, of course Project Veritas James O'Keefe talking with the undercover journalist talking with uh, who was it? Colin Dunn, I believe it was, and Luke Kuhn, Those two idiots uh, with the acid, and even referencing, of course, in the larger sense, Robert Creamer, the husband of Jan Tchaikovsky from Illinois, that the, uh, the House member. The uh, the confused, sexually confused, perhaps, you know, lesbian affair, alleged le- lesbian affair with the Turkish, uh, involved in the Turkish cause, uh, as exposed by Sybil Edmonds. But all of this together, uh, these, the, 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 Disrupt uh, J20 is the umbrella organization for what, the, the couple of dozen fascist and, uh, Marxist and, uh, Type organizations, I I, su- I suspect. Yeah, it's um, a reminiscent um, you know, the of workers party. Yeah, the workers report. Yeah, in a way. Um, so the bottom line, yeah. We, and by the way, we're going to be going live. We're gonna, we're going to be covering the inauguration live from eleven o'clock a.m. until two o'clock p.m. Eastern time, as well to cover all of that. We're going to be plugged into a couple of on um, people who are on the ground there. But uh, anyway, I, I said that just to. Do you do you expect um, at least do you expect uh any. Do you, anything really bad take place at the inauguration? I know you don't have a crystal ball, but you, just from what you've read and what you've seen, what you've researched, you sort of expect, you know,
3: maybe traffic blockades for sure. Um, there could be, gosh, you know, it could go down, you know, where they've, you know, have riot gear and all of that. You know that I don't know to be honest. I, I mean. I think originally, yes, but now that Project Veritas has came out and, and foiled some of their plans, it may not be as intense as originally, you know, was, you know, on the table to be. Now, do they have other things up their sleeve? I'm sure they do. Uh, but I, I question, you know, which of those have now been foiled and which of those have not. But needless to say, if you gather that many... People out there and they really believe that Donald Trump is this racist bigot and you know, all this Russian agent that the mainstream media is attempting to, to pin on him and say that he is. is. Is the man perfect? No, I don't like all his policies. You know what I mean? He, he's not perfect. He's not savior. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, he's hopefully the right thing for their country heck of a lot better than Hillary Clinton ever was and I think he's, he's honestly hopefully doing the right thing for America and he's got that patriotic mentality but needless to say these people Hate him with a passion. And they've been taught to hate him with a passion. They've been brainwashed to believe that he's something that he really isn't. And I say give credit where credit's due. If he really was, then let's expose that. But he's not. And that's the thing. And, and so truth needs to outweigh and truth is being covered by a veil of lies uh, with this mainstream media and what they're attempting to portray. So that in mind, um, they're, they're hiring and get, they're paying people. They're paying people what $50 a day, uh, was or an hour, excuse me, $50 an hour, and they had to do up to six events or something like that. They came out in a leak. Uh, there's even been reports, I think I heard Infowars, Alex Jones talking about um, them being paid $1,400 a day to start a fight uh, or an argument with someone. So I definitely foresee that those are absolute possibilities considering the you know money that has been on the table. So whether or not it will come to fruition, time will tell, but there's something I think that's definitely going to play out for sure.
1: Lisa, did you happen to see that, uh, interview with Tucker Carlson, that, uh, Dom guy, Dom, I, I don't recall his last name. It's supposedly it was a fictitious name anyway. Uh, Tucker Carlson spoke with this guy, had him on his news broadcast, I think it was yesterday, and he was the guy supposedly behind the ads in, uh, what is that, backpage.com or, um any rate, uh, did you ever see that interview? I'm just curious because I, I'm not too sure too many people saw that interview.
3: I did not see it. Okay. What, what was on it? Well,
1: it, Tucker Carlson brought a guy on his name. It's supposedly the guy that was responsible for the ads for the, uh, uh, for the jobs, the, the you know, the disruption jobs and said, we, we, we checked your background. There's no sp- such person as Dom. I can't remember his last name. It was a, Kind of an odd last name. And he looked like kind of a, I don't know, he looked pretty rough, he had a beard. And he, he, he just looked out of place. The whole thing just struck me as being odd, the whole interview. And again, Tucker Carlson kind of going after this guy, was supposedly responsible for the jobs promoting the, um, 50 or $25, $2,500 a month, $50 a day, or $50 an hour jobs. Whereas, you know, if in, in claiming he had eighteen hundred and seventeen people already on the payroll, which comes out to like what eighty or fifty million dollars per year, uh, depending on how you calculate that. At the, at the bottom level, it'd be thirty; at the top, it'd be fifty million, depending on the numbers, number of hours, and such. But I said all of that to say this: at the for the beginning. Tucker Carlson said, you're, you're a fraud. There's no such, you know, we checked you out. You don't have a name. I want you to hold up, uh, I know you have a wallet, so hold up your identification to the, to the camera so we can see your real name. Uh, you can cover up the numbers. That never happened. The, the whole thing just, just struck me as odd. So if you didn't see it, I would urge you, uh, Lisa, and, and you could tell this isn't scripted. I'd urge you to, uh, to take a look at that because, and tell me what you think of that because I just thought that came
2: off weird. I know Joe, we didn't talk about this. Did you see that? Yeah, it was strange.
1: It was just, I just I couldn't kind of, watch
2: the whole, I, I shut it off after I started watching it just because it was so disjointed and awkward and... It was like, it was like one of our off nights, okay? <laughs> I'm kidding, but... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it just didn't, it, there was something not right about that and I can't put my finger on it, but there was just something not right about it, uh, where, again, Tucker Carlson was making fun of this guy or, you know, supposedly outing this guy and this guy got his 15 minutes of fame, uh, and and won, you know, won that uh, that, that uh, uh, debate. But nonetheless, okay. I just wanted to check with you on that. But yeah, so okay, we we have about uh, I don't know about twelve minutes left here, kiddo. So uh, take take us where you want to take us because you're you're really you're on fire tonight. So
3: <laughs> oh, I think we're all on a little fire. We're all under the heat of the globalists. If you want to put it that way, yeah, they right. are upping it all but You know, there's, I think there's a lot of things on the table right now. You know, one other thing that happened just a, a few days ago was the meeting of, of 70. You know, we had 70 nations from all across the world meet and gather to discuss one thing, one thing on the table, Israel and Palestine. Uh, we know Donald Trump's view on Israel differ than those of President Obama and uh, John Kerry, and that's something else that they're attempting to push last minute. Uh, not much got done at that meeting other than reiterating the resolution to stop settlements in Israel and in their particular area. Is. Uh, but the interesting thing is neither Israel nor the Palestine leaders were in attendance at that meeting. So, you know, interesting things are on the table. So we have that going on just prior to Trump getting an election. We had, you know, this dossier with Donald Trump being leaked. We have, you know, disrupt J20 going on. We have attack on truth, uh, you know, happening now. I, I know recently, um, I think it was, um, You know, well, I won't go there. (laughs) I
0: I, I was
1: almost reading your mind there. I I think I might have read a little bit of your mind there.
3: (laughs) So anyway, uh, I don't want to sidetrack myself, but yes, so I mean... When, when these things are piling up to the level that they're piling up, and you know, the NDAA fiscal act 2017, which is already a can of worms and they're adding in the verbiage, uh, we, we have to look at the overall picture and, you know, try to say, hey, what's, you know, what's ahead in the near future? Uh, you know, and so my eyes are kind of on, Trump, I guess, at this point, to see if he is actually going to undo some of the things that he said he was going to undo, if he's going to stop some of the things that were enacted by, you know, President Obama while he was in office, and that's my hope. If we really want to save alternative media, if we really want to save our country, if we really want to stop the globalists, then we have to start, you know... We have to start, you know, with laws, at least here in America and getting out the truth because I think that's some of the things that are on the table that are most important. So that's kind of what's on my heart is, you know, we need to, Continue to share information, spill it out when we can, let people know what's going on and fight the globalists at every single level, uh, and continue to expose their, their events at Bohemian Grove, their, uh, world leadership meetings, their summit meetings and all of that. So just, just my two cents on that.
2: Amen. Um, going back to something you mentioned earlier, you talked about the, uh, increase of, and lack of free speech in, in other nations, the hate speech laws that we see um, from Australia to the UK, uh, and how those are being implemented. I just read today that um, in Germany there was a, a man arrested for calling uh, immigrants who, refugees who, uh, sexually assaulted somebody else, a parasite. He was thrown in jail. Do you see? Um, and we know that this political divide in our country is continuing to grow um it really since 911 since Obama got in office and now with Trump it's just it's just going in two different opposite directions uh do you see that continuing whether it's due to uh, people's false perceptions or what we see with the the media and in Hollywood continuing to drive that wedge in in between the divisions to make them grow more do you see that as um presenting any type of problems uh, with our um civility here in the US?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean when you think about, you know, I I I even had loved ones who were staunch Hillary supporters, unfortunately, you know, just too over the top, too brainwashed one way or another and, you know, it's almost to the point where they're like, "Oh, well, we just disown you. We don't want anything to do with you." And this is the kind of divide nature that we're running into. I actually spoke I, I like to go and, and you know talk to people every once in a while and find out their political views and you know sometimes I'll run into someone who is you know on the other side, way on the other side. And last night I met a guy who you know he he was of that mindset and they all have the same answer. And first of all, they're very irate about Donald Trump. Furious was his answer when I said, "Do you like him or hate him? Love him? What?" And then he's like, "Well, I'm furious." I- basically pure hate and then why well your same rhetoric that is fed from mainstream lying media well he's a racist uh, he's a Russian spy all of these things I heard and I'm like wow you know I've actually read the the document from, that they used on Donald Trump. All 25 pages of this document. It's laughable. (laughs) And I did a whole report on it, but I I was like laughing. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're going to tell me RT News hates Hillary Clinton and that's part of your reason? I mean, get over it. (laughs) So what? Why not, why not accuse CNN of being on the side of Hillary Clinton? Uh, you know, and, and setting up stuff for her, but needless to say, you know they're just and i and i try to figure out the mentality of these people but they get upset and you know even if you say anything in one direction and sometimes they'll just get up and walk off uh, at that point so that's why i think you know this division um you know it's already kind of happening uh in america and they're pushing it on the mainstream media they're really pushing it and i think we're seeing these sides form and it's a scary place to be because I don't know what America looks like if that spiral continues. So, you know, Good I guess point. lots of prayer.
2: <laughs> and you kind of uh, went into the next question I was going to ask is, if it's possible, how how do you bridge that gap between uh, the people who are are divided, and how do you even approach them to talk to them? And I'm just thinking of myself and and uh, my father when Obama was elected. We we did a lot of research into who he was and found so much. Issues and just raising those issues. <laughs> or who he wasn't. You know, you get called a birther, uh, you know, racist for uh, questioning anything that that had to do with Obama. And it with Trump, it, there's no. Uh, these people don't do research. Like you said, they just regurgitate what the mainstream media tells them, and then they talk about it as though they had firsthand knowledge of Trump being a racist or Trump, you know, being a Russian spy, and if they believe the lie uh so wholeheartedly that it almost seems impossible to um uh, i guess my question is what would be the best way or have you found a way to approach these people and kind of get through to them with a hammer
0: with
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a hammer. well you know i think a lot of it is uh, you have you have to listen to them um if they feel like you are Listening to what they say a little better about that, but my way is, you know, purely information. And uh, you have to inquire. Well, wow, did you read something on that? You know, and just kind of, you know, is who told you that? Was that? Did you see? You know, kind of inquire the questions that makes them rethink what they're thinking. And that's one way. But I think that's a minor way. Uh, a bigger way would be through the information more and through using. Facts showing tangible documents, showing, uh, you know, the real reports that are going on, because that is how we win people. And, you know, all of us at some time had our eyes shut at some level, you know, whether we were just on a daze or whether we converted from one side to another, there's something that led us down the path that we're in and something that encouraged us to do what we're doing. So I have hope in that manner. Um, that we can't, you know, at least educate. And I think the other thing and the most important thing is we got to fight at our our children's school level because that's where they're winning. They're winning our children in our schools. They're brainwashing them from the get-go. And so automatically, out the gates, you have, you know, Agenda 21-minded children, because this is what's in the curriculum, and then they go to college and they're getting a double dose. If we don't fight as parents, grandparents, uh, college students at that college and um, – You know, generation for the youth, then we're gonna, we're, it's it's gonna be hard to win because what we have to do is we have to win them outside of something that's been ingrained from the get-go. Uh, so my advice is let's win our children. Let's teach our children the truth of what's going on as parents. Uh, make sure you inform them and, you know, and, and, Equip them. Equip them to, you know, go to school and say, hey, this isn't what's going on or this is what's going on, but get to the gist of it. And we got to really start with the curriculums that they're implementing and pay more attention to those. So that uh-huh. would be fine. Do
2: you think there's anything Trump can do to calm the if fears of
3: those? <laughs> eliminate Common Core. <laughs>
2: well, that's be, true. Eliminate uh, the uh, Department
1: yeah. of Education. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There you go. I homeschooled for nine years, so I'm well aware of curriculum. I'm well aware of what's going on. This is the first year I actually tiptoed my way to a private school for my children. But um, well, they're well equipped now, and they're older. But you know, homeschool that's an option. Great. It's not an option for everyone. Uh, but you know, there are ways, and there's curriculum that exists out there that's not pushing this this government brainwash globalist agenda, so we do have to start there, and it's critical that we do.
1: Great points, all, and and Lisa, we we have to stick together as alternative media or the new media. I I cannot really, I, I just can't say this enough, that if we, as independent media voices, don't stick together, back up one another if we don't back up Lisa Haven's channel, folks, if we don't help Lisa Haven, and if, uh, we don't help, uh, uh, Common Sense Show or you name the show, doesn't matter which show, as long as it's true independent media, we're gonna be hanging separately. And that's why it's so important to me, um, and Joe, to, to have people help, support, subscribe to, uh, pray for whatever you need to do, but, but, but let's get behind Lisa and her Initiative Lisa dot News her YouTube channel spread the word let's support one another let's be part of the solution not part of the problem or not just allowing it to go by Lisa, thank you and I want to thank uh, a special thank uh, thanks to Diesel as well <laughs> Diesel Haven and Lisa Haven uh, Diesel of course uh, her um, most I, I just
3: Short. I was, he's a shorty bull.
1: Shorty Bull well, lady, our studio dog is actually looking at the monitor I was looking at the monitor when when diesel was on, and I think um she's got the uh, love in her eyes there so uh, <laughs> but I, I want to thank you so much for for being part of our program tonight and God bless you and everything you do, we support you and if there's anything we could possibly do, you let us know, but uh certainly our audience is behind you hundred and ten percent
3: well, thank you, and thanks again for having me
2: on thanks for coming on you have a good night. You too. All right, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, Pastor David Langford will be our guest from the voice of evangelism com. He joins us each and every Wednesday in hour three. Looking forward to it, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Welcome to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for your belief and trust in us. And you know, right now we are in such perilous times. If you are alive today and if you are paying attention to the news, you see that there's so much going on, so much uh, chaos. Chaos seems to be the word of the day. And, and I've, I've said the word chaos a number of times this week that is applicable to things Outside of the program, outside of even news headlines, and I find that that word coming in more and more and more. But there is one thing that we can always rely upon, and that's that's our faith, our faith in God, and uh, the, the 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 inerrant word of the Bible. And I, I want to thank Pastor Langford. Uh, he on Pastor Langford's website, he, Pastor David Langford is coming on next. He's going to be our guest uh for the for this hour and I, I just want to thank him so much because on his website if you go to his website thevoiceofevangelism.com which is linked off of uh our website pagmanreport.com you'll find in the media section uh, where you can listen to and watch the bible it's an amazing dvd and you know you'll learn so much your senses it's the hearing it's the sight um, that if you really want to study the Bible, what a great way to do it. He's got that uh, the DVD there for sale as well as his two books, um, Revelation 13 Revealed. My goodness, uh, you want to understand Revelation 13, he puts it out in a way that uh, uh, I can understand it. So if I can do that, uh, myself as not a pastor, not a minister, but just merely an investigator. It's, 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 really a, a great job. So, uh, his website, thevoiceofevangelism.com, and his, of course, that's Pastor Langford. Before we get to Pastor Langford, I want to mention that, well, I want to ask you, are you a small business if you're looking to grow, but can't afford the big price tag associated with advertising on nationally syndicated big talkers, like, uh, you know, Sean Hannity and such? Are you looking to get the most exposure for your product or your service? Well, advertising on our show, the Hagman and Hagman Report, is the answer to your needs. We're unlike any program out there on the Internet. We broadcast live three hours per night right here on BTR, on uh, Global Star Radio Network, as well as YouTube Live. We we dominate the 7 to 10 time slot. We're number one in a number of venues, and we have combined experience of over 40 years in the investigative business. And of course, we're unapologetically Christian, and our show provides insight into national and international events uh, from that perspective. So, the appeal, we appeal to the majority of people. We've created a special limited time offer that'll provide you with national and international exposure. We we're downloading 114 countries last year, 75 million downloads of our podcast, of our broadcast. Uh, so if you want to get uh, on the same plane as the big talkers, if you want to have the same opportunities as ProFlowers and Omaha Steaks and Casper Mattress and others, all you have to do is this. Send an email to opportunities at hagmanreport.com. That's opportunities, plural, at hagmanreport.com. Or simply go to hagmanreport.com. Click on the, go down to the bottom, look for Get Your Business Started Right Now, Get Started With Your Business Right Now, and click on that link. It'll take you to additional explanations and even testimonials of uh, those who have advertised with us. With that, show, I'm going to kick it over to you
2: to bring on Pastor David Langford. Yeah, uh, thevoiceofevangelism.com, Pastor David Langford. It's great to have you back on the, the show.
0: Great to be with you, gentlemen, tonight in the listening audience.
2: Well, there's a pastor. There's certainly a lot going on. I don't know uh, where you want to start tonight. If you have anywhere specific in mind, uh, I guess what I would ask you is about. Uh, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of information and news about the inauguration, potential threats to the inauguration, and uh, the disruptions that could occur. Um, what do you What do you expect to see happen uh, on Friday? If you had to guess,
0: if I had to guess, I think it'll pretty much go off uh like it's supposed to. Um, you know, I think it was last week I addressed First uh, Corinthians fourteen ten, and there are maybe so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. They want us to believe that they're going to be able to disrupt. Um, but you know, the Bible said in Psalms 127, 1, except the Lord built the house, they labor in vain that build it except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. And uh, you know there's there's a lot of Christian people that have really gotten earnest and sincere with God. and, and I know we have, we're going to continue to have the Trump bashers. Uh, you're going to have people continue to castigate and ridicule them and even even Christians, uh, instead of obeying the Bible, and praying for our leaders, which we are admonished. As I've said several times in the last several years, it has been very hard for me to pray for the Muslim that's been in the White House for eight years. But if I'm going to be the Christian that I'm supposed to be, I am supposed to pray for those who are in authority. And the reason we're supposed to pray for that is that, like Friday... This thing will come off in uh, an element of peace and quiet. First Timothy 2 1, Paul said, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayer, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. And so as Christians, we have a responsibility to pray for those who are in leadership. I've done my own castigation of Obama. I'd be a liar if I didn't say it. I believe he's a Muslim. I believe he's a fraud. I believe he's an imposter. But he happens to be in a position of authority as the president of these United States. One of the reasons it's important to pray for a man like that is that God will keep him sequestered that God can keep him from doing some things that he would like to do you know I've been going through the, the Bible myself this year and uh, you know God told Moses that he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart um, of course God gave Pharaoh an opportunity to let the people of God go but he chose not to let the people of God go because he chose not to let the people of God go then God hardened his heart but in uh Exodus 12 and 32, after, this is, this is following when the death angel went through and killed the firstborn, and in the dungeons, and the pits, in the prisons, in everyone's home, God took the firstborn male, wherein the blood was not applied. But after that happened, and God killed Pharaoh's firstborn that would have replaced him, Pharaoh finally concedes, and he says, "Take your flocks, take your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me." Now think about that. Here's Pharaoh asking God to bless him. Now, as I was exegeting that and looking at it in the Hebrew, some theologians believe he actually got on his knees and ask Moses, bless me. In other words, put your hand on me and bless me, even though Pharaoh believed he was a deity, he was a god. And of course, whatever happened to him would be the fate of all the Egyptians believing that he was a god. And I say all that to say that God is in control of everything. You know, I I, I really laugh at the liberals and their mindset, their hatred. And, and I also watch professing Christians as they have their hatred, their attacks, and their assaults on Trump. But the Bible says in Psalm 75 and 7 But God is the judge. He putteth down one and he setteth up another. We got who God wanted us to have. When we got Bill Clinton, there was no one more depressed than me. Certainly when we got Barack Hussein Obama truly depressed. But I understand there's a reason why God puts and allows men to be in power. God uses them just as he uses a Christian. Now I know people will think that's a totally asinine statement. But God used Pharaoh to house, to clothe, to feed Israel and raise a nation on their dime and not God's. And then when God got ready for them to leave, he said, I'm gonna give you the gold, the silver, and the fine linen. So we we have to be pragmatic in looking at why God does what he does because we look at it all the time or for the most part on the on the on the superficial level. We we just look at the very exterior We we don't know why God is doing some of the things he's doing, but I can go back and look through the book of Exodus, Genesis, go back to Genesis, and I can see God's purpose. He only took 76 souls when he took Jacob and the 12 sons, and they went down to Egypt. That's how they started out, 76 souls, and over... 400 years God grew this nation called Israel at the expense and yes they had to live under slavery but this is what God did this is who God used and so we need to understand that God is in control of everything and you know I just see this as a as a pause Uh, The globalism is going to continue. There's going to be a one-world government. There's going to be a one-world system because the book of Revelation tells us that's going to happen. It's the book of Zechariah where God said, I'm going to make Jerusalem a burdensome stone and a trembling cup, and all the nations that get involved, I'm going to cut them in pieces. And, And so this has to come to pass because God has said it's going to come to pass. Now it's God's choice to use who he wants to use. That that That's what people need to understand. Joseph had no decision in God choosing him to be the one son out of twelve that he would use to preserve Israel. God makes those choices because he is sovereign. Sometimes we look at people and we're envious, we're jealous, we, we are hateful. But the person has nothing to do with what God has called them to do. They either submit to the calling or they rebel against the calling. Remember when Samuel went to Jesse's house? And he's looking for the next king. He stands up all of Jesse's sons. Surely this is the Lord's anointed. Surely this is the Lord's anointing. Surely this is the Lord's anointing. And God finally tells him, he said you're looking on the outside, pal. I'm looking at the heart. And after he looked over all of Jesse's sons and the Lord said, That's still not my anointed. He said, Do you have any more sons? And Jesse said, I've got one. He's down, you know, attending my sheep, and he's a lad about 14 years old. He said, go go get him and bring him up. And when he brought the psalmist David up before Samuel, the Holy Ghost fell on David and said, this is my anointed. And Samuel poured that horn of oil on David, and the Spirit of God came upon him. Now, whose choice was that? Was it Jesse's? Was it Samuel's? Was it David's? none of the above. It was God's. And so, as I said, there are those I loathe, I despise, I I, I don't appreciate, I have, you know, I don't want to use the word hatred, but I have some kind of ill feelings toward those people because they're evil. But I have to understand that God has allowed that to happen because God can stop it whenever he gets ready. You know, when God gets ready, He'll put a stop to it. I mean, he drove Nebuchadnezzar insane. Eagles' claws, feathers grew out of the man's body. And then after a period of years, God restored his mind. But yet God used Babylon to preserve Israel and their captivity. You know, Jeremiah told him in Jeremiah 23, he said, Now listen, when you you get to Babylon, You plant vineyards, you build houses, and you keep procreating because you're going to be there for 70 years. Now, the false prophet said, oh, no, this is very short-lived. It won't be but two or three years. And Jeremiah said, oh, no, this is going to be 70 years of captivity. And, and, And so God again used Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, to house, clothe, and feed the people of God. And then when it came time for God to destroy Babylon, he raised up Darius and Cyrus, the Medo-Persian Empire. They set Israel free from their captivity, allowed them to go back down to Jerusalem, and begin to rebuild their nation, and Cyrus was instrumental in helping do that. And God, of course, you've heard me talk about this for the last six months in Isaiah 45. He said, though you do not know me, I have made you the shepherd to lay the foundations of the temple again. Now, he didn't have a relationship with God. But yet God used him. And and so when I look at all of the things that are taking place, you know, I want to be respectable here, but some people are just talking out of their back end because they're not looking at the scriptures and looking at the deity and the majesty and the sovereignty of God. Mary had absolutely nothing to do with being chosen of God to bring in the Savior, Jesus Christ. That's why Gabriel said, Thou art highly favored. Thou art blessed among women. You, you have no idea how immensely you are blessed, Mary. You've been chosen by God. And, and of course, that word uh, is, is eulogia. We use the English word eulogize. And when you look it up in the Greek, it means that God brought her into a divine relationship with him, wherein he had nothing to do with it. Same way with Abraham. Same way with Abraham. Abraham's father Terah made idols he was a heathen he was a pagan and God in his sovereignty looks across the world and says Abram I'm bringing you into covenant with me and you're going to be the father of many nations and all the nations of the earth will be blessed of you Noah was just like every other man on the earth at that time marching in step with the world marching in step with their beat. And God taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, pal, come over here. I want to talk to you for a minute. I'm going to reign 40 days and 40 nights on this earth because it's corrupted, but I'm going to show you grace and favor, and you're going to build an ark, and you're going to save the animals, et cetera, et cetera. What did Noah have to do with that? Nothing on his part. It was God's... Choice. I was reading the other day in John 6 where Jesus said, No man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up in the last. day." I looked up the word draw in the Greek. It means to drag to hell. H-A-L-E. It, it, God drug us to him. people think they just came to God because they wanted to come to God no God came to you while you were lost and convinced you that you were lost and said here is a way to, to me through my son Jesus and brought us into a relationship with him and most of us regretfully I was one of them that backslid against the Lord, running away from God, rebelling against God, yet he continued to show me mercy. Yet I had other friends in high school got killed in car accidents, got drowned, uh, hit by freight trains, cars blew up and burned up. Uh, All of these things, and I'm like, how how did I get by all these years? That's the sovereignty of God. And, uh, duck, you said something at the beginning about chaos. The chaos will continue till Jesus returns and of course they're going to be purveyors according to First Thessalonians 5 they're going to say peace and safety then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with a child and they shall not escape but ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief this chaos this clamor all of this junk this rhetoric this jargon it doesn't bother me why I'm not in the dark I, God has told me this is what you are to expect you are to expect an antichrist to arise you are to expect a false prophet to arise you are you, I gave you my word there it is take it read it believe it act on it. And you'll be prepared when these things come to pass. And they're coming to pass. The only thing I can say is, through all of this is, is God has just paused for a moment. For whatever reason, I don't know. As I said a couple weeks ago, God may be uh, putting together Donald Trump's cabinet for a third world war with all of these generals. Uh, rebuilding the military. Uh, God may very well be setting this thing up for the third world war. And there will be a third world war before there's an Armageddon. And, And I said it before, Israel may gain more land than they have now in this coming war because they certainly don't have what God promised them, from the Nile all the way over to the river Euphrates in Genesis chapter 15. So I just, you know, as a Christian, as a believer in Christ, I just have to watch the word of God and see how it unfolds. You know, unless God gives a man a revelation, gives him a dream, a vision, or, or, or an angelic visitation that's of God and not of the devil, because the devil can transform himself into an angel of light, you know, just like Muhammad, um, uh, Joseph Edwards, uh, you know, the devil's a master at transforming himself. So we have to know, Paul said, if I or an angel come preaching up any other gospel, let him be a curse. That's why we know that Joseph Smith, I think I said Joseph Edwards, Joseph Smith... Uh, we we all know that's a lie because he preached another gospel. You know the the Mor- the Book of Mormons slash along with the, the New Testament. So it's heresy. And if and here's the thing: if we don't know our Bible, then we don't recognize when something is wrong. That's right. When I when I. When I know the Bible, just like an electrician knows a schematic, an electrical schematic, he, he knows how to run down that relay and knows where it is, what it's supposed to do. And so that's why your air conditioner, or whatever doesn't work. I can't do that because I don't know how to read a schematic.
2: Yeah, and so, and you're, so you're exactly right. We, we, Boy, can't wait, look at the, we can't look at the um, what's happening in the world, the current events and... and Uh, all these different uh, things that are popping up, these uh, scandals, the uh, division. You can't understand it without understanding what the scriptures say about, um, you know, how humans are, how evil works, how it influences institutions and people. And and there's no other way to explain what's been going on in this country except to understand that there are... uh, Evil influences that are working through people in order to bring a lot of, of this um, negativity, if you will, out and and uh, to create the chaos that that's happening now, and not well, doing the justice. Joe, you know, we we, we
0: also have we also have Christians that are doing the same thing. Second yeah. Corinthians two eleven, Paul said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Some Christians are so ignorant they become a device for the devil. Twenty years ago, a particular person wrote it, promoted it, printed it on the radio. Boudreaux, Boudreaux, golly, would be the Antichrist. He would be the eighth Secretary General. Did that happen? No. Did people believe that lie? Yes. It was from a false prophet, claiming yep. to be a Christian all the time. So... This is why when I hear those things, I can automatically say that's not scriptural. God did not give us Revelation seventeen and then build uh the the United Nations around that. I had a uh a dear lady just the other day uh was trying to she said, Now don't get mad at me, don't get upset with me but Revelation seventeen, uh the beast that was and is not and yet is She said, well, that could be Obama was the president. Now he's not the president, and then he'll be the secretary general. He is the uh, seventh, but he will be of the eighth, if you go on and and, and read the rest of that in uh, Revelation 17 and 11. But, you see, the problem with that is Obama was the 44th president, and I think the next attorney general, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, will be the ninth. So you try to take something that you think you understand, and, and, and it, I wish somebody would email in and, and tell you on the air. Uh, Moon is the present uh, general secretary of the yeah. United Nations, but is it, it, the, got a new well, the one next would be the. I'm sorry.
2: We have a new a new. Um, Secretary General incoming. He's from Argentina. He's a, a big communist, socialist, and globalist. Um, his name escapes me right now, but I will find it.
0: Well, well the question uh, is, yeah. will he be the eighth or the ninth?
2: Okay, That's he will be.
1: I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. Two and three is five. Eight. I believe he will be the number nine.
0: Okay, so now you could take all of those false prophets who associate that. Revelation 17. Let's just go there. Revelation 17: 10. And there are seven kings; five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was and is not even he is the ape, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. Okay. I, I, on my, uh, I do. I got three DVDs teachings on on one of his on this subject, the seven kings of Revelation uh fall events how all this will take place in the fall of the year and the abomination of desolation Matthew 24:15 okay so that, uh, J- uh, John said in Revelation 17:10 there are seven kings five are fallen okay who are the five fallen Egypt Assyria uh Babylon Medo Persian Greece that's five fallen one is what was the one when John wrote this Rome The other is not yet come, and when he cometh, he must continue a short space, 42 months. That's that's his time. And the beast that was, and is not, even he is the eighth. Now, once this seventh kingdom is established, now to establish that point, you need to go back to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 3. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads... Ten horns, seven crowns upon his heads, the seven heads represent seven satanic kingdom and their dispensations. The ten horns will ultimately have ten crowns on them in revelation thirteen and uh, one the 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 seven crowns again authenticate the seven satanic kingdoms. then when you go to revelation thirteen one, yeah.
2: Um, we are uh, right up against sure. the break when we come You're back right. we'll, we'll pick up right where we left off folks are listening to the Hagman Report with Pastor David Langford from, from the Voice of Evangelism he'll be with us for the next segment stay, stay tuned Segment of the evening We are joined with Pastor David Langford From the Voice of Evangelism uh, Bookmark his site he, He's got a, a radio show Also on Blog Talk Radio And you can find that From his website uh, Before the break We were talking about Revelation 12 And um, The You left off with the crowns And, and before yeah, let, we break The I'm sorry, sure, Pastor. I yeah, just let me
1: interrupt you. Uh, before we go to, the, uh, uh, before we go back to Pastor Langford, folks, uh, I did something kind of, kind of, well, I made a mistake. Um when you go to our video YouTube, when you go to our YouTube channel, just give it another, oh, 45 minutes or so. The interview that, that we did with Leo Holman last night is, I, I had uploaded the entire show as opposed to just the video. And then today, uh, when the interview I did with John Whitehead, I uploaded that without a title, which, um, boy, that was pretty cool. So, uh, anyway, we fixed that and the other is being fixed. So thank you for your patience. Thank you in advance for your patience. I just want to make that announcement because people always get an email saying, what are you doing? You know, are you drinking too much there at the studio or, or what's going on? So it's just too, too much going on. Pastor thank you for allowing me to say that. Go ahead, Pastor, and let's, uh, let's continue on.
0: Sure. Let me, uh, we had to break those. Let's, let's tile this together. Revelation 12 and 3, And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, that's the devil, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. The seven heads, again, represent seven dispensational satanic kingdoms. We named them off: Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persian, Greece, Rome. We're waiting for the seventh. Okay, ten horns, but notice these ten horns have no crowns as of yet. So there are seven crowns upon the seven heads. That represents, again, the seven dispensational satanic kingdoms. Now when you go to Revelation thirteen one, And I stood upon the, the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, same dragon, the devil, ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. Now this will be the ten kings that will form out of those out of that last seventh head, and we'll see that here in a minute in Revelation 17. Okay, now John here in 17 and 10 said there were seven kings. Again, seven dispensational satanic kingdoms. Five are fallen. Again, Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persian, Greece. One is, that was Rome, and the other is not yet come, and when he comes, he must continue a short space which would be 42 months that's why every bible scripture you read in the book of revelation does not talk about 7 years that is a misnomer that's taken from daniel 9:27 he shall come, confirm the covenant with many for 1 year but even daniel 7:25 daniel uh 7 uh, daniel 12 and 7 and then Revelation uh, 11, 2 and 3, Revelation 12 and 6, 12 and 14, 13 and 6, all speak of 1240 to 1260 days, 42 months or time, that's one, times is two, now you have three, and half a times, that's three and one half years. That's why when he comes, he must continue a short space, Revelation 17 and 10. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth and is of the seventh, and goeth at perdition. So when this seventh kingdom comes to fruition, go back to Daniel chapter 7, the little horn will arise. That is the Antichrist that arises. He is the eighth, but he is of the seventh. I personally believe... He will genetically somehow have a direct um, connection to all of these previous kingdoms, whether this just a, a pure satanic connection or a possible genetic DNA connection. I, I, I can't say. Okay, he is of the seven. That's that's why he, he somehow he, he he's involved in some of these kingdoms somehow some way I don't know how and he goeth into perdition, okay. That is Second Thessalonians two three. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except the coming and falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. He will go into perdition. Okay. Now we're going to see the ten horns. And these are the ones that get the ten crowns and become the ten kings of Revelation 13 and 1. So Revelation 17 and 12, And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, so to have, be a king you got to have a crown, which have received no kingdom as of yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. Okay. Then it drops down to verse 17, for God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and to give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. So, you know, you can go back to Psalms 83. There are ten tribes, there are ten entities addressed in there. Is it them? Is it ten Muslim nations? You know, all of this has to be played out because some of this is still uh not yet revealed. And and, and here's why I tell people and, 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 and you have to be very careful. This is why this is a revelation. Now, in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses three, six, and eight. I just quoted verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except the come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. The word revealed there in the Greek means he's going to be made manifest, he's going to be disclosed. Verse six, second Thessalonians 2, 6. And now you know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. And in the third time, Verse 8, and then shall that wicked be revealed. So this is a revelation. So everybody that says, so and so's the Antichrist, I've heard Obama, I've heard them all, you know, Ronald Wilson Reagan 666, nobody knows because it's a revelation. It's, it's, it's like a, you know, every time they do a car show or they have a statue or a bust and they have this uh, sheet over it, and everybody's anxious for them to pull the sheet off so they see what the statue, the bust, or the car looks like. This is what you have spiritually it it's It's not disclosed yet we We don't know who this man is, but when the sheet is taken off, when it's disclosed, that's when we're going to know. It. now what constitutes the taking off of the sheet matthew twenty four fifteen when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken up by Daniel the prophet whosoever readeth let him understand those who have understanding are going to know that this is number one the abomination of desolation it'll be the manifestation of the antichrist and the third thing will be Satan will be kicked out of heaven and that's called the great tribulation period For all of the people out there that encompass the wrath of God with the great tribulation, that is heresy, that is a mendacity, that's fictitious, that's not real. The great tribulation is the wrath of Satan. No man can abide the day of God's wrath, Revelation 6 and 17. Nobody. See? And we know the church is not appointed unto God's wrath. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 9 and 10. For God hath not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, those that are asleep or in the grave, we should live together with him. So Jesus tells us, when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. He says, you're going to see it. Now I know my pundits will say, oh, but the church is raptured out. So we're not going to see that. Well, I'm going to prove that that's wrong. When you go back to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse five, Paul said, "Remember ye not that when I was yet with you I told you these things. Remember what? When you see the Antichrist sitting in the temple, opposing all, and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's verse 4, and I just quoted verse 5. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Paul is telling the church at Thessalonica, you're going to see this. Now when you see this, You need to remember what I'm telling you, because this is what's going to begin the great tribulation period, the manifestation of the Antichrist. And at that point in time, as I said, you go to Revelation 12, Satan will be kicked out of heaven. Revelation 12 and 12, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down into you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Why a short time? It's just 42 months. You see... And, and and so uh, you're going to hear clamor. You're going to hear chatter. You're going to have chaos. You're going to have confusion. But the child of God, the believer, is—we're not supposed to be in darkness. Paul said in First Thessalonians five. We're supposed to understand these things. Now, I quoted uh, Revelation twelve twelve. Whoa that happens of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Now when you look at Revelation 12, verse 14, drop down two verses, and to the woman, were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time, and times, and half a time, from the face of the serpent, that is, the devil. The old dragon, Revelation 12, and seven eight and nine so god has given us the protocol and how all of this is going to transpire how all of this is going to take place now i believe i believe i have understanding that this will take place in the fall of the year how do i derive it that israel went into Babylonian captivity in the fall of the year because on October the twelfth, five thirty nine BC, they were set free. Jeremiah eight twenty said, The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. So what follows the harvest? The fall of the year. So they went into the fall of the year, they got seized by Nebuchadnezzar, they go spend seventy years in Babylonian captivity. Historically, it's a proven fact, October the twelfth, five thirty nine BC. Darius came in, let him go free. So that seventy year cycle was completed in the fall of the year, and I derived at that also from Revelation eighteen and verse four. The fruits which thy soul hath lusted after are departed from thee, and and I was reading that many years ago, and 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 and, uh, and uh, I felt the Lord spoke to my heart, and said, "Look up the word uh, uh, fruits there." Uh And I thought, well, I know what the word fruits mean, you know, but I didn't. Because the word fruits there, I think I said Revelation 18 and 4, it should have been 18 and 14, forgive me for that. The fruits that thy soul lusteth after are departed from thee. The word fruits there in the Greek means at the end of the summer, at evening tide, at the close of the day. And so I began to see this was becoming a fall scenario. That's why I, I did the three DVDs with The Abomination of Desolation, The Seven Kings of Revelation, and The Fall Events, because it's believed, Flavius Josephus believes that the Noadic Flood took place in the fall of the year. I believe creation was in the fall of the year. Jesus Christ was born in the fall of the year. So, there are so many things that happen in the fall of the, that's why I term it the fall events. And and so, uh, when you, when you look at the Bible, you're to get understanding about these events, these times, and these things. Paul said, you have no need to write to you concerning the times and the seasons. Why? Because we ought to already have understanding of the times and of the seasons. And so, when we, when we read the Bible, and we, we read the Bible correctly, and then we look at it as Daniel said. Daniel made the statement in Daniel 9 and 2. He said, I understood the number of years by the prophet Jeremiah. By reading Jeremiah's epistles, or I should say letters, whatever you want to deem them, he understood that Israel would be in this captivity for 70 years. He got the understanding from the Scriptures. Uh, Jeremiah 6, 4, Prepare ye war against her. Arise, let us go up at noon. Woe unto us, for the day goeth away, for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. In the fall of the year, the shadows get longer because we're getting to go into the fall equinox. and and so these are little nuances in scriptures and when you start putting it all together it really begins to make a lot of sense and of course the feast of trumpets is in the fall of the year the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God the feast of tabernacles is in the fall of the year Revelation 21 and 3 and God himself shall tabernacle with man so When you put all of this together, you can get a a real synopsis. See, I believe the Great Tribulation begins in the spring of the year at the Temple Mount, somewhere around March, April. So you add three years to that, where does it put you? Back in the fall, back in the spring of the year. Now you add your half a year, half a times, six months. Where would that put you? Back in the fall of the year. Fulfilling Feast of Trumpets, Feast of Tabernacles. So when you when you aggregate the scriptures and you look at everything and you have to that's why I tell people you, you gotta reconcile the scriptures. The the scriptures are like an accounting book. You've got to reconcile the numbers. And when you're saying, Well this could be, this could be okay, let's look if if it could be that way. And like you just helped me, Doug, the next Secretary General of the United Nations will be the ninth one. So we know, according to Revelation 17 8, 9, 10, there's only going to be an eighth. So that cannot play any significance in trying to get the numerology right from using the United Nations uh, Secretary Generals. So again, we're going to have chaos, and, and the devil's a master at confusion. And this is why I love the Word of God so much, because the Word of God helps me to understand, gives me peace, and keeps the chaos out of my life. See, even when Jesus was born, there were those, according to Luke 2, they were looking for Him. They knew the time had come for the Messiah to come. And of course, Simeon... The Lord told him, go now to the temple. He went straight to the temple. And there was Mary and Joseph about to offer Jesus for him to be circumcised on the eighth day. And he saw the salvation of the Lord because the Lord promised him he would not die until he saw the salvation of of Jerusalem or Israel. And so, you know, we, we have to put all of this together and we have to make it make sense. You know what I'm saying? So when people say things or do things, you have to say, well, we've got to reconcile this scripture in Daniel with this scripture in Zechariah and the scripture in Revelation. And so when you tie it all together, then it begins to make sense. And, And I'll be the first to tell you, I don't know it all. But what I do know, I feel like I understand. I understand it. It's not, you know for poor lack of words, it's not Greek to me. I understand it. But it's taken me a long time to put the pieces together. And I and I and that's one thing the Lord taught me. You don't ever glue it down and say, This is it because no man knows it all, no man understands it all. And God can change it on a on a on a I hate to use this about God but on a whim or caprice, God can change a scenario for a different reason that we don't even understand we we we, we couldn't fathom it we couldn't understand it if we wanted to but god of course his sovereignty knows why he's doing what he's doing he knew why he allowed to happen what happened to joseph joseph's brother said or joseph said to his brother you meant this for evil god meant it for good and so what they thought they were doing and they knew was wrong and evil all along the way this was God's plan, this was God's design. So this is why it's important to, to stay in the word, and more than anything, you know work on your relationship with the Lord, your prayer life, your Bible reading, you know we're, we're not going to uh, know it all, and uh, we're going to know in part, Paul said, we're going to know in part, we're going to prophesy in part, and we will know a lot of these things when they begin to happen. You know, when Israel became a nation May the 14th, 1948, that was the fulfillment of Ezekiel chapter 37. The flesh came upon the bones and God put Israel back in Israel in their nation. They had been dispersed all of those years and God brought them back like he said he would. See? And so when it happened, I think it was seven or eight minutes after they raised the flag of David, uh, Harry Truman sent a telegraph recognizing the statehood of Israel. Seven or eight minutes after they, uh, Ben Gurion, uh, said, you know, we're, we're a nation now. And, uh, so, and that's God's master time clock, Israel.
1: Pastor, we've gotten a lot of emails asking this one question, and I'll just, I guess I'll just, uh, kind of pound it out here to, to this question. If, if you don't mind going back to the abomination of desolation, the, uh, Start of the great tribulation, or start of the tribulation period, when it begins. Mm-hmm. Does there have to be a physical temple? Is is, that, is it referencing a physical temple?
0: Yes. Okay, so and remember. Uh, now I know people argue that, Noss. and I, I know all of the arguments uh, that people throw at you. But but let's let's look at what Jesus said. When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, it's in a place it's not supposed to be. In other words, you see, after after Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated, John Paul said, "It Jerusalem must become the capital of three faiths: Islam, Judaism, and Christianity." The Haley girl, Governor South Carolina, wants to go. She's going to the United Nations. They're wanting to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. That's a very key point. That's a dangerous point. Daniel says that this abomination of desolation is going to stand in the holy place. Well, you've got to have a temple to have a holy place. All right. Then in Second Thessalonians 2, 4, Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, He's going to oppose everything that is called God. He's going to oppose Islam, Judaism, Christianity, Zen, uh, Shintoism, I don't care what he's going to... uh, Hindus, he's going to oppose it all. Because he's going to say that I am God. And of course, with the endorsement of the Antichrist and feigning uh, lying signs and wonders, they're going to believe this is the man. Okay, then you go to Revelation chapter 11. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod and the angel stood saying rise measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein but the court which is without the temple leave out measure it not for it is given to the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months how do you tread over a temple that does not exist in the 21st chapter of the book of Luke. Again, Jesus alludes to the time of the Gentiles. Luke twenty-one twenty-four, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. That's Israel. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. What did he tell De- uh, is drawn in Revelation eleven two? For it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. So yes, I believe there must be a temple. They're, they're talking about it right now. The rabbis are saying Donald Trump's going to help them build the temple. And even Putin, they say he's going to help them build the temple. That's what they want. Now, the reason this is an abomination is because Israel knows that there's not to be any images or statues or anything like that. That's, that's, thou shalt have no false gods. Well, once they set that statue up, And I believe it is a statue of the Antichrist, according to Revelation, as you alluded to my book, Doug, Revelation chapter 13, verse 14, the false prophet that deceived them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, or the Antichrist, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So when they set that idol, that statue in there, and this statue is going to come alive. Now, what's scary about that is, to me is who, what religion in the world believes in apparitions more than anyone else?
1: Catholicism. You got it. Oh, boy. Now it's a party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, see, he, he, yeah. he's going to give, he's going to, he's going to it's like, the, uh, the Greek says He like, he breathes life. And this image comes alive. And it's, it's the image of the Antichrist. Because he commands the people to make. It's similar, nothing new under the sun. Same thing that uh, Israel told Aaron, make us a god. And then when Moses came down, he broke all the Ten Commandments, and the people were naked, having their orgy. And you know, was said, "We we just throwed all this silver, I mean gold, into the fire, and and out walked the calf, and there there it was." You know, so that's 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 there will be, there will be, I believe, without a doubt, a temple, and that's what Israel wants. And there's already talk uh, about you know Israel getting the inner court or the holy of holies uh... the muslims getting the holy place would be the middle of the court and then the outer court given to the gentiles and and that's what he said he said don't measure he, he told he told uh... john the revelator he said do not measure it the, the the court which is without that would be the outer court why it's given unto the gentiles and uh... That's the only part of the temple that Jesus ever went into was the outer court. He never went into the holy place. He never went into the holy of holies. Because uh, he was ultimately oh, in the end going to do away with all that. So once you if 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 we see under Trump the embassy of the United States moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and they started and they start to build the temple, folks, you better get ready. You know, Sometimes, you know, we're looking for, you know, wild stuff. This will be as in order, just like they passed this resolution on 1223. By the way, 12 means divine government, 23 means death. So by divine government of God, did the United Nations sign that resolution on the number 23? The death of America, the death of other nations, I don't know. But I'm telling you all of this stuff. This is why it's great to be a Christian. We are witnessing God's Word as it is unfolding every day. You know All these 70s that's come up lately, you know, uh, it's amazing. Uh, The wall will be built in troublous times in Daniel chapter 9. Just some years ago, Israel built that whole wall in a troublesome time and it shall preserve them. So um, we know that Jerusalem is going to be overtaken at some point in time by the Antichrist, according to Daniel chapter 11. Um, so that's another reason I believe there will be a temple there, because that's what he's going to do. If you read the closing verses in Daniel chapter 11, you will see that. And he comes into the fattest, that's in Daniel ten twenty four, I believe, if my memory is correct, into correct, into the fattest places of the country and the word fattest there means oily uh and of course the word the Greek the Hebrew word there is uh Medina Saudi Arabia. Wow. Where's the oil at folks? Saudi it's Arabia. The Saudis have the oil. He shall enter in peaceably, this is the Antichrist, upon the fattest places of the province. Look up the word province in your strong exhaustive concordance. It will say Medina and we know what Medina is, Medina, Saudi Arabia. So the Middle East is, is wow. the key to all of this.
1: And, Pastor, this is a, a tremendous... I mean, this was just a fantastically informative hour. We're at the close of the program. Sure. And this, this is why, folks, the Revelation 13 revealed from Pastor David Langford. Um, You've you really got to grab grab yourself a copy, not just one, but a, a, a bunch of them. Give, give them away to your friends, because... Um, the, the Pastor Langford gets really into uh, Revelation 13, reveal much of what we spoke about tonight. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Program. Everyone
0: have a blessed night and have a blessed day tomorrow. And let's pray for Donald Trump as he goes into Inauguration Friday.
1: Amen. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thanks, Pastor. That'll do it for us right, tonight. Bye-bye. God bless everyone. Good night, everyone.